Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. I'm Danielle. And I'm Matt Strackbine. Hey! Hey, it's an all-Hellboy podcast. We're reading all the Hellboy comics and all the BPRD comics as of today. And every week we interact with our awesome listeners... And now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. No, I'm not. Brian Levy's going to tell you all about it. What podcast are you listening to right now? Oh, I'll tell you. It's the Hellboy Book Club podcast where you th- uh, with uh, John and Danielle and Aubrey, <laughs> where you know that there's going to be all sorts of things that you love, like the world of Mike Mignola in uh, Hellboy and his best friend, Aid Sapien, who's a fish man, and different other types of monsters like Dracula's and Frankenstein's. And Hellboy's going to beat him up. Don't be too scared. Uh, you're going to know about friendship. You're going to know about uh, what other people think because it's a book club and that's where you, uh, that's the only place you meet your friends and you can't, you're, you have to listen to the podcast and you're always going to love it. You're always going to know about it. You're always going <laughs> to wish for it uh, when you pray to the stars. Have fun listening to the podcast and see you on the web. Oh, Brian, that was great. <laughs> Book club member. Oh my god. Did he just that? decide he was just gonna do one take <laughs> and yeah, not right. plan it out or stop or edit it in any way? It was great. That's great. <laughs> I have like so much respect and admiration and love for that. That's fantastic. I almost suspect that he rehearsed it. Oh, <laughs> to be all stumbly and funny. That's no, it's good. It was perfect. That was perfect. He's a natural. That was oh, really good. That was so great. <laughs> Just do that for us every week. That Just was send great. us one in there every yeah. week. Yeah, you should do it from now on. You do it. It's good. We're just gonna call him every week to do that. Yeah, thank you everybody. Keep sending in those intros. Oh yeah, definitely do. And if you've already sent in an intro, please send in another one. Because yeah. um, there's no limit. We, you we do love it. You. We, you you do it. Yes, yeah. we love it. Hey, it's Matt Strackbine's birthday. Hey, happy birthday, Matt Strackbine. Yeah, thank you. Friendship. Happy birthday. Yeah, through the Aww. power of friendship. Thank you, Matt Strackbine, for everything that you've done. Thank you for spending so much time with us on the podcast. I'm so glad that you could be back for this monumental episode and discussion that we're about to have. Yeah. And yeah, man, I was so glad to see that it was your birthday this week, and you had a lot of love there on Twitter, at the letter hack. Yeah, I hope you had a good birthday. Yeah, I had a fantastic birthday. I had my first haircut of 2020. Nice. That was epic. I got nice. five inches chopped off. Wow. Yeah, it was down to my shoulders. And uh, yeah, it was surprisingly awesome for you know the year we've had. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for the birthday wishes. Yeah, I saw, I saw a lot of people shouting you out on Twitter. And so I wanted to make sure to mention your Twitter account, at the letter hack, on Instagram, at friends of Strackbine. And then you have your awesome letterhack podcast on podbean i really enjoy those episodes you know they're short episodes they're great stories you have a great way of talking about your life matt and one of my favorite things about that podcast is you do this dumb character and well, not necessarily dumb but just like just kind of a just maybe just a different personality it's just a different personality i wouldn't i wouldn't call that character dumb i I would it's just a different I call him Simple Southern Cousin. Sure. There you go. Like uh, a couple weeks back, uh, Aubrey went on an aspect ratio rant, and Aubrey also did a dim-witted cousin type of voice. Remember when you did that, Aubrey? Cutting off the top of my TV and all. 
So I actually, I don't really remember doing that, but I do that all the time. So <laughs> oh. I, I know it happened. John and I are big fans of, of, uh, of that particular character of, uh, and his, his different way of seeing the world. And we, uh, we were actually sitting on the couch doing that just the other day. Yeah. It was, it was good stuff. We were riffing on that a little bit, and uh, yeah, so I wanted to give you a little present for your birthday. The other day, I turned on the Baby Yoda channel to watch the Baby Yoda show, and I was like, how many Boba Fett's are there? Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Didn't he get eaten by a giant mouth in the desert? Is Luke Skywalker in this or what? Are we going to see Baby Luke Skywalker or what? Does Baby Luke Skywalker have a baby lightsaber? Because in that other movie... The little kid Jedi's had little lightsabers <laughs> right before they were killed by Darth Vader when he was human because he was mad. <laughs> oh. oh, that is great. Uh, they could just give him a glow stick. <laughs> Perfect. No, we that were just awesome. we were riffing on that the other day. Yeah. The Baby Yoda channel is what the Baby we were Yoda <laughs> channel. Yeah. It's so it's so fun to do in real time. Like sometimes I'm yeah, watching TV, I just start time. laughing because. I'm like doing it in my head, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just supposed to make you laugh. You yes. Know? You, you do these things for yourself. Anyway, yeah. that was great. Thank you so much. It's a birthday that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, is your is your podcast still only on Podbean? Yes. It's mm. it's the uh it's my small token to podcasting. That's <laughs> what I'm starting to call it. Like I have fake sponsors. That I did on the latest episode. <laughs> and, like, I've come up with a lot more. Anyway, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's fun to do. That's all. Yeah, so I definitely recommend to check out the Letter Hack on Podbean. I also want to make sure to mention the Buff Raffle that's still going on. Craig McKnight is hosting Buff this raffle. awesome. I think they're at 50 prizes now or something crazy like that. Wow. More stuff keeps getting announced. You know, Matt, you have an awesome piece in there. I don't know if he's got the the inks and the color print as like one prize yeah he does two. it's one prize That's oh okay well prize. yeah one I just prize realized the other day the pencils are still uh, i still have the pencil version oh shit. oh nice like, okay so that's out there but anyway the raffle is you know i was gonna do a print that i did the last raffle and i was like no I, that's lame <laughs> <laughs> i do something new so anyway I was happy to contribute to that. That guy, he is the, yeah. uh, is our patron saint of charities. I think, right? For sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to remember that all your donations benefit Sarah's Fight for Hope, the COPD Foundation, Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation, and the V Foundation for Cancer Research. So this is such a great cause. I think we've we've surpassed the total of last year's raffle, but you still got to get in yeah. there. You know, um, he mentioned like less than one percent of Mike Mignola's art on Facebook have bought tickets. You know, so I think we can do a lot better than that. And oh, all, yeah, all it takes definitely. is five dollars. You know, one ticket, like we talked about. You know, in some of the raffles that I've done, and in some of the ones that Craig's done in the past, some people have only bought one ticket and still won a prize. You know what I mean? So five dollars is all it takes. It. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing to get like a like what's a piece of Manoa art? I mean, right? I was gonna say the same thing. You oh know, yeah, a thousand dollars over thousand dollars. Some of them go for honestly, like yeah, I mean, you can get five, it for five. Sheesh. 
why wouldn't you sign up? Yeah, you're so, listening to this podcast. Why wouldn't you join? <laughs> yes, please go check that out. And if you have the means, please support these causes. It goes on till December 31st, and there is no limit. $5 for one ticket. I also want to mention the updated reading order from Mark Tweedell. You know, Mark Tweedell does his reading order on multiversity.com, and he just updated oh. it for that 2020 version. You know, he added some of the newer stuff in there. And he, again, like last year, shouted out our podcast as one of Aww. the alternate reading orders. And he put a link to our show in there. And thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate that shout out. And he just keeps giving to the community, you know, every all the time. He does all this research, you know. We still have some stories. We're going to talk about the end of BPRD today. But there's still some stories that come after this. And some people were like, hey, Mark, why do you have these after Devil You Know? And he's like, well, there's actual spoilers in there. Like the even the books kept coming out and they also were in line with how the stories were being published. So there is still stuff for us to read. You know, some guy on Instagram the other day was like, Oh, so I guess y'all y'all are running out of content, huh? What the shit? I'm like, I wanted, I didn't even Wait. respond to it, but I wanted to be like, no, we're not. The books well, are still coming well, out. You know what I mean? Well, but... First of all, <laughs> they're still coming out. Second of all, we'll go back and read it again. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Don't refer don't to care. it as content. We'll do this all over also. again. Yeah, really. Content. Anyway, Man. gosh. But make sure to shout out Mark Tweedell and go check out that updated reading order. It's so awesome. Fun fact. The first time John ever mentioned to me of doing the podcast, he's like, hey, I want to do a podcast and I want to follow this reading order. And he sent me like, I guess it was the 2018 or 2017 yeah. reading order that my, that Mark had put out. So I was just like, cool. Think about what a <laughs> valuable reference tool that is. Like what what other comic book series has such a thing? I've seen similar similar stuff for um Stray Bullets, another series that I love. Right. Okay. But, like, I was recently trying to track down, like, the order of issues for, I think it was a DC arc, and I was like, hey, there's luck. just nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, Good or it's, like, totally convoluted. Yeah, yeah I it's, know. So it's a lot of work that goes into it. It's not just, you know, something Mark updates every right. now and then. It's yeah. like, I couldn't do it. Right, right. Like, well, I like, messed it up. <laughs> like, I, I, actually, I actually did Google, like, Spider-Man complete reading order uh, and nothing worth a damn came up <laughs> wow yeah That's not surprising yeah. well i mean there's nothing like this i've ever seen on anything yeah. else yeah it's incredibly valuable i mean it, it in a series where there's no literal jumping on point you need a reading order like that oh yeah i don't know how many times on reddit i see people that are like how do you read the hellboy comics and people just put a link to mark's thing yep. and then it's like that's right. it that's there it. you go yeah. and they're like yeah. people are like thank you yeah. so much like yeah really yeah. cool before we go on to our listener feedback i do want to mention the passing of richard corbin he did pass away this last week so that was an unfortunate loss to the comic community Richard Corbin, we've talked about him so many times on the podcast. He did Macoma, The Crooked Man, The Bride of Hell, Hellboy in Mexico, or A Drunken Blur, Double Feature of Evil, Being Human, House of the Living Dead, and the short story The Mirror. Yeah, so just an amazing legacy he leaves behind. So much awesome work beyond what he did in Hellboy. So let's make sure to remember Richard Corbin and his, and his family. I actually went onto the website to see if I could buy something to support... You know, and all they had on there was like a sketchbook or something. So I went ahead and bought it, you know, but, you know, if you can afford yeah. some of the original art or whatever, you know, that would be really cool to do that. The crooked man image that he made is one of the most 
disturbing things yes. I've seen <laughs> yeah. in these books. There was that one issue of Abe Sapien where it was like disturbing start to end when Shrovel's in hell and it's like really disturbing. But that was intentional. Corbin was just doing his thing with the crooked man. And when he's peeking out from behind that tree, that wrecked me. Yeah. That is a scary, <laughs> scary image. Yeah. It's not I cool. remember you talking yeah, about he's that, yeah. the man. Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I saw um, Mignola posted on Twitter yesterday, like, The Crooked Man was his favorite story that he did with Richard Corbin, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they did, like, art yeah. trades and stuff. Yeah, Mignola um, had a bunch of cool stories that he shared, yeah. if you follow him on social media, about remembering Richard Corbin and some of their experiences together. All right, and now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. <laughs> get out, trades and floppies, get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along time. Get out. We had a Hey You Damn Guys from Brian Levy. Brian Levy! Brian Levy! Book club member. He said, we're here. We're at Ragnarok. How? I'm old enough to remember when we were all reading Wake the Devil. And it was like two whole years ago. And now we're here. Unbelievable. I know I've dropped in and out of weekly listenership, but I've always thrilled that this podcast exists and that we're in this awesome community together. You talked about this a while back during Hellboy in Hell finale episode, but I'm totally down with the get the shapes as a tattoo. Yes. Yeah, awesome. He also said, I love Pandemonium. The whole Devil You Know arc is some of my favorite stuff. I know it's pretty packed and there's a lot going on in every issue, but to me it feels right. I remember when these issues were coming out that a lot of people had a problem with them being too rushed, but I think the pace works. I think the emotional climaxes for all the characters happened at the end of Hell on Earth, Abe Sapien, Hellboy, and Hell Cycle, and by the time we're at Devil You Know, aside from some key moments like Roger making an appearance, and some stuff in the very last couple of issues, what we're getting to in this arc is business. It's really fun, really shocking, and really entertaining, but it's not quite as focused on the characters growing as the other stories were. That's okay with me, though. I would hope that by the time the world was fully ending, I would know enough about myself to deal with it at my full capabilities. Mm. I love how vague the rationale for Hellboy's return is. Is he on Earth? Is, he, is it just that Roger's body with a Hellboy glamour on it? Who knows? Who even knows if the author specifically worked it out? I always Yeah, it's good I, to be vague on that for sure. That's good. I was always under the impression until Kashi the Deathless came out that Hellboy in Hell ended with him fully moving on. But then it turned out that he was still in Hell drinking with Skellington. So honestly, <laughs> I think Mike and his writers play around with ideas and use stuff that works for the story. Yeah. We the readers can justify stuff and create headcanons. But at the end of the day, we have to think of stories as living things and have minds of their own. And sometimes we're left with questions, and sometimes it fits neatly together. That's okay. It's art. This is a little woo-woo, so get ready. But I've recently come to the conclusion that characters and stories are aspects of ourselves. The people who create wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. Why would that be surprising to anyone? That's literally what that is. They're basically just as real as someone's personality. They're like pocket personalities. It's hard to explain further, but a story is like no, a projection yeah, of oneself. That's correct. In this way, it's hard to even critique a story. Obviously, there's some really crappy stories out there, but I tend to think those are products of a lack of imagination. If someone puts their entire soul into telling a story, even if it's bizarre, it's going to be interesting and will tell you something about the storyteller. I think typically what's being critiqued is the 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 storytelling skill itself like the way the stories are the way things are are communicated yeah. yeah he said anyway when i come across stuff that seems like a plot hole or seems disappointing in the story as deep and personal 
and full of art as the Hellboy story, I remind myself that the story is the author's personality saying something about itself, so just appreciate it for what it is. Also, I think I audibly gasped at some point during every single issue of Ragnarok. So regardless of anyone's feelings about how the story plays out, it's effective and fun and so scary, guys. Rasputin is really scary. <laughs> anyway, that's it for me, Brian Levy. Yeah, I think I think there yeah, is great. there's a lot of stuff that is created that's also meant to be um, a reflection. It's meant to be held right. up as a mirror to you. You're supposed to see something in it, or it's meant to provoke, right? It's meant to um, provoke something in you. Yeah. Or it's meant to communicate something, right? So it's meant to communicate certain aspects of of whatever it is. And so, yeah, um, when you read a story like this, you know, chances are it's going to be obviously like the creators are going to put parts themselves and some of the characters and things like that i could go off about that kind of stuff and i probably will as we get into okay. these next couple of issues but <laughs> but like comics comic books are the kind of thing where the storytelling method can change literally from page to page yeah you're not locked into any one method and i think that and anytime you change it particularly at the at the finale if, if you alter your, your storytelling method at all or your panel arrangements at all, I think people can be like, huh, that's not how I remember it. It's not familiar, and that's potentially jarring. Mm. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, you know, I think that's, that's what I love about it. And, and rereading this stuff is the kind of, kind of um, you know, that's, that's why, especially with the Hellboy and the BPRD books, you always get, like, new meaning when you reread it. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. stuff doesn't right. hit you. It doesn't all come crashing down the first time you read it. So it's almost like, like I, when I used to do comic book reviews, they would ask me to review Hellboy books, and I'm like, right away, like I'll write a letter about <laughs> it, but I'm not gonna while, yeah. review it now. Like, <laughs> right. catch up with me in like six months. I'll sure, tell you what I think sure, about it. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean. So in, in terms of in. like critiquing it, it's not it's not always appropriate to just jump on that. And go. This is what I think about it, right. but reactions are different. I think that's a good. Uh, I like his uh, "Hey, you damn guys." Yeah, it's a good "Hey, you damn guys." Yeah. Well, he said anyway. That's it for me. But we got another "Hey, you damn guys" from Brian Levy. Brian Levy, <laughs> right double book club member. Oh, yeah. Sequel. Awesome. Yeah. Well, he sent me a message on Saturday, and so it just missed being in the last episode. Right. Right. And then after this episode, he sent another one. So anyway, we got an intro from Brian. We got two "Hey, you damn guys." What's going on over Ryan here? Brian Levy, book club member extraordinaire. He said, I'm sending Thank this on my work email, which I'm probably oh, not allowed to do. Shit. But it's okay. Just don't tell the police. Okay. <laughs> we won't tell him. Well, I wanted to start. Wait, the police? Oh. Why would the police be involved? <laughs> do you mean your employer? Are you employed by the no, police? No, no, no. It's just like every time you have to send an email in your work email, they're always like, make sure that you, this is an email you would want to be read in court because right. I heard that for 15 Jeez. years working in offices. So. Okay, well, let's see what this so, Let's, let's see, what... see what it says. Yeah, well, I don't know if we want to include this now. It's going to be awesome. And, and, a lot of, and, a lot of, and a lot of corporations have like email retention policies. So um, our email is going to be saved in their data file for. Oh, nice. For seven That's years. awesome. Forever. For like seven that. years. Posterity. <laughs> Hopefully it's a good one, Brian Levy. <laughs> he said, I wanted to start off this email by giving the usual gush. I can't believe this podcast exists. It makes me so happy that there's something I can listen to weekly or binge. And it's about this comic that I've been wanting to talk about to people for over a decade now, Aww. but I've never been able to. It's Friendship. great. Always a pleasure to listen. 
What's not a pleasure, despite me having conflicted thoughts about it, is Hellboy's shitty attitude during these 10 issues he's back for. <laughs> Thank you, right? I thought one thing last week during Pandemonium upon rereading Ragnarok, I'm with Danielle. I love this series and I love the character of Hellboy and I promise I'm not one of those fans who's like, I deserve the story I want. That's a terrible way to act as a fan. Nah, yeah. But seeing Hellboy all mopey and glum just sucks. Aww. I know he's wrestling with the fact that he has to give up the control over his existence that he's earned and potentially end the world and all that, but I don't think the Hellboy we know would be this distance from his fellow people. Listen, I get that he's in some kind of in-between flux state, and I remember the fiery arguments he had with the various characters who wanted to use him to bring about the end of the world, so it's not a surprise that he's kind of checked out in the lead-up to his destiny. But dude, he's not being himself. There's a moment where he's in the helicarrier, and he's like, I'm not a part of this anymore, while watching all the cities blow up. That line just kind of makes me frustrated. I don't think that Hellboy would see human beings suffering and have that kind of response. After seeing him die, destroy hell, and go through everything he's gone through. I don't think he would just try to shrink away like that. But I guess he would, because he did. Mignola didn't directly write these issues, but he concocted the story, and this is what's happening. I do have to remember that Frodo fails his quest, and Luke Skywalker ends up a mean old asshole before coming back to the Force. For the record, I love The Last Jedi. With Hellboy, I feel like we've spent more time with him and know him better than we knew those guys... So it feels a little weirder seeing him in this huge emo space case at the end. I mean, it makes sense, you know, for, for what was going on. It, it does make sense, but it was also like, ah, Hellboy's such a sad boy. Yeah. He said the whole situation of Hellboy coming back is something I'm not terribly a huge fan of. I thought Hellboy in Hell number 10 was a beautiful place to leave him. And I thought that the ending of BPRD would subvert what we were all told would happen. But that's not the route they took. That's okay, though. I say all this as a huge fan and a supporter of the series. Yeah, I just good. think Hellboy's characterization and dialogue here at the end was a bit of a misstep. There you go. Yeah. Brian Levy. I don't think anyone would ever accuse you of not loving these stories. Yeah. I think, obviously, we all love these stories. You risked your work email to yeah. write to us about no, yeah. it. No, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all right to be like, hey, this is great and amazing. Uh, also, how about Hellboy being a bit of a sad boy there? He's, yeah. he's a bit of a glum chum, wasn't he? You know, it's, it's well, okay to do that. The, don't be scared. It's fine. I understand the frustration with Hellboy being all glum, but there's a little precedent for it and the fact that he has already died and gone to hell. And do you remember the ghosts that Johan talks to? They're all like, what does this even matter? And then all of a sudden, they're like, so are you going to tell me? He's like, yeah, I'll tell you what do you want to know. I don't give a shit. I'm dead. Yeah. So Hellboy is already dead. So him saying stuff like, you know. Not a part of this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just. He's not. He's, he's not, already yeah. been taken off the board. And it kind of, Hellboy's reaction kind of reminds me, and I hope everybody's okay with this one, um, of Buffy's reaction when yeah. she came back to life in season six. Because she, she was, was so in heaven, detached. and everyone automatically assumed that she had gone to hell, a hell but, dimension. But yeah. And she was like, why the fuck would you think that? I was in hell. You dragged me back here and I'm on Earth again. What the shit? Like, that would suck. But 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 Hellboy, you know, he killed Satan. He, the pandemonium was destroyed. He found his house. Yeah. Oh, no, that would depress uh, anyone. I'm not saying there's, hey, there's no reason for this character to be like this. Where's, where's the motivation? No, there's, I mean, all the motivation in the oh, world yeah, for him yeah, to be yeah, acting yeah. like that. And it's not even but, necessarily that I'm frustrated with it at all. It's just like, oh, what a gloom bat. You know, it's but like. See, but, but see, what I'm saying is I didn't take it as a gloom. I took it as a detachment yeah. because yeah. he's already gone to the other side. 
Well, I'm being a bit tongue-in-cheek about and, it, but yeah, I agree. Absolutely, oh, of course, yeah. of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. But I mean, we've already seen, and then we've already seen the precedent of people who've gone to the other side have kind of this <clears throat> nonchalant yeah. view of on course, what yeah. we're doing. So Hellboy's already been to the other side, and now he's back in some sort of weird Roger projectile, uh, not projectile, projection, projection. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, he is kind of a ghost yeah and yeah so he would look at this stuff like i am not a part of this sure anymore absolutely because I've... I've moved past this yeah but of course it, but well we'll get into this in our story but he does step up in the end. and i don't want to speak for brian levy i but i feel like uh my reaction to it was uh, maybe i was almost meant to react that way like you know the fact that they got a reaction out of me is good, isn't yeah. it? That, I mean, that speaks to the storytelling, doesn't it? To say that, hey, we made someone feel something when they read this, when they yeah. looked at this. Like, I, you know, credit to the the people who created the story for for that because, like, I actually gave a shit. I was like, hey, what the hell is with this? What's what's the deal with that? Come on, man. And so it's one of those things where you're like, man. Yeah. I think that that's um that's that's not a a negative quality of the story that's a positive that's yeah, like, sure. hey, I felt something. so it's it's and it's you know that's not the same thing as god that was so crap i'm so frustrated and disappointed with how crap that was it's a different it's a different thing and there's there's a definitely different, a difference a, between those two things for sure a, diff- a different type of frustration yeah i wouldn't even classify what i what i felt as frustration it was just no. it was just it was more of an of an observation like what the heck is this about you know, kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, when I'm watching something that's crap, I'm like, what the heck is this about? Oh, my God. So, okay. So, I'll, I'll try and be brief. But this is where I, where I disagree with Brian. I don't think Hellboy is struggling with it here. I think he's struggled with it his whole life. And there's a level of acceptance that's happened. And the acceptance is from Hellboy being, if anyone has seen the writing on the wall, it's him. Whether it was his uncle, Baba Yaga, Ed Gray, Hecate, yeah. they've been telling him, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. This is how it's going to be, like it or not, you can try and avoid it. I mean, he went to hell and almost died in hell. Yeah. What is that? It's so weird. So, so by this point, I think, I guess the, the quickest way to summarize it is, I think the price Hellboy paid when he died and went to hell, even though he was allowed to essentially live and combat and come back, right, and fight his way back. I think he lost his, his human side, not his humanity, but his human side. In a way, you know, all he has left as a, as a being, his whole existence, has been reduced to fisticuffs. Mm. That's his go-to. He wants right. to smoke cigarettes, drink, and he'll fight, and that's <laughs> all he's got left is boom. That's yeah. all he's got left. And so, so this, you know, as soon as he came back from the grave, from Roger's grave, he's been, why act like a human? I can't embrace being the beast of the apocalypse because I'm not going to embrace that, that role. I just can't. But the shit is apparently unavoidable, so... Okay. He's just waiting yeah. for the end. He's just waiting to be the end. Well, and for us, the and audience, we're... he knows it's playing out. Yeah, yeah, and we're 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 you know experiencing all of this through him. Obviously, like we're, that's the audience is we're meant to feel. Yeah. So I can't help but feel like for these issues, 
we are the ones feeling like, oh man, this is going to suck. Oh, what's going to happen? Oh. And so I have, I don't really often feel that kind of like, oh, can we just get this over with kind of dread of like, ugh. But that's what he's going through. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what we're going through. I don't feel that way often. In a movie, I'm like, okay, so then this is going to happen. They're going to fight the bad guys. Yeah, we have just enough time for them to come out on top. Okay, good. We are right on track. Like, I feel like I can predict the way most movies and books are going to go. And this is one of those things where I was like, is this how it's going to fucking go? So that's yeah. so interesting to me that I can be kept on my toes. It's so cool that I can be that I cannot know what's going to fucking happen or how I'm going to feel. So not being able to anticipate how I'm going to feel, that's like, you know, sometimes I deal with yeah, that in account. life, right? Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm dreading this thing. Yeah. What's going to happen? Is it going to be good or bad? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a glum chum right now. So that's like, this is the thing. Yeah. How did they do it? That's impressive. That's good. Where these issues they brought me all the way down so that i could possibly go yeah, okay. to a different place you gotta go, nice go we'll up, get there right? so you have to build it you have to build these levels of emotion and, and and yeah you gotta hit rock bottom i really could not anticipate what was gonna fucking happen because of that and so hey okay why not nice awesome great discussion we got a hey you damn guys from andrew jerome we got a hey you damn guys from andrew jerome book club member yeah I do want to mention this because a couple episodes when we started Devil You Know, we had um, Disclaimer Times, Buzzkill Talk. Andrew had some spicy takes about this last series, and I did want to go ahead and uh, read his feedback. He said, Devil You Know was the first and only comic I ever bought every month it came out. Usually I'm a trade reader, but I loved Arcudi's work. So much that I needed to read it as soon as it came out. Unfortunately, I ultimately walked away disappointed. The whole final section, while having some great ideas, is a failure on the Hellboy universe. The meticulous character and action work that graced the series under Arcudi vanished, replaced by the new writer's awkward plots. Also giving a mere 15 issues to the series that had reached over 100 issues is madness. It's far too short to wrap up the loose threads as shown by the number of anticlimaxes present. While the artwork remained fantastic, the writing was a plain old letdown. Rasputin didn't need to come back, the core trio was tossed aside, and it's a confusing mess of deus ex machinas. Arcudi had a humanity to his characters that the new writer is unable to match. I just felt empty after reading. This was not the ending BPRD deserved. Thank you for your great work. Andrew Jerome. Okay. And I think that that was, uh, I think some people did feel like that. And I think that we kind of already touched on some of that with Brian's feedback. You know, Brian talked about how the character parts were done and now it was time to like just get to it. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that Andrew here and some of the other readers also might have felt like that. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I mean, what, what, what do you, I guess we'll get into this a little bit more as we discuss these last two issues, but. I just wanted to know, what, what were your thoughts on that? I don't really agree, but I want to hear what Matt has to say now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ending was, I, I mean, I don't think they're making this up at this point. Right. I, I think the, like I was saying about the storytelling method, that may have been something that they applied later, but I think this was always going to be the ending. Mm, yeah. In some way. 
the ending was great um, and it was well told and, and obviously he's had this in mind for 20 25 years or yeah. whatever and like that's super obvious there was a little at the beginning that kind of dragged that didn't need to go on maybe for quite that long i guess I don't yeah because you did mention you know draggy. that the beginning yeah. of the ragnarok the kind of stuff was kind of like how much longer is this gonna drag out right right so yeah i think that that you know and i think that Andrew's not alone and feeling like that, you know. I don't want to be like I love everything. I'm an apologist or whatever, but like I did like it, you know. I I did respond to it and, you know, we'll get to it, but I These two issues were great. I I, I thought that it yeah. paid off well. Yeah. Despite what you, you know, felt about the story writing as a whole, I felt like just like Matt said, they already knew where the pieces were going to fall at this point and it was yeah. just about laying it out for everybody. Were we so were were we just mired in so much anticipation that we were just like, oh, come on, I just want to see all the 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 stuff now? Yeah, and, like and was well, it that maybe? Well, and I think what Andrew's talking about here, specifically those strong character moments that Arcudi crafted. Uh -huh, yeah. You know, we talked about that so much during the Plague of Frogs run. You know, all those great moments between Kate and Johan and Panya, right. and all that kind of stuff. You know, those interactions with Liz and Kate, and just like Brian said, I I, I thought that that was great how he summed it up because that's done mm -hmm. you know by the time we get to this it's all about we got to get there we now to hit these story points yes you know what i mean we're not hitting them then what are we doing and you know andrew yeah. said that he didn't feel like they wrapped up all the loose ends i feel like maybe that's why he didn't the character moments were missing was because they were wrapping up right all the loose ends i mean we even see the vampires you know <laughs> what i mean that's an end right. that they wrap up there so i mean it's kind of like i think that um there was a lot to pay off, and by, just like Brian said, by the time they got to Devil You Know, it was time to start paying the stuff off. I found it so hard to care about anything except the ultimate ending. I was just like, just give me the, give me the good <laughs> shit. Give it to me now. Like I want, so I think part of that yeah, they, is on me, though, as the reader of like not being patient sure. enough to. You, know. you go back to the first BPRD trade paperback, Hollow Earth and other stories, and they mentioned Black Goddess, The Watchers, The Sin of yeah, The Watchers, right. The King of Fear. Yeah, it's all there, and it's there throughout. And I think there was a number of years where, like, the BPRD team book took center stage or the spotlight, and and like the lore took like a back seat to that. Right, right. And I think they're using BPRD, you know, wrapping up the series, which is you know, who knows why they're they're literally ending the series. That could be a number of reasons that have nothing to do with the actual story. But I think they're using that finale to be a vehicle to wrap up the Hellboy universe in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because no, and, and that comes... that's totally true. I mean, they're, they're using BPRD to wrap up everything. So it's not really the same BPRD that Arcudi wrote. Yeah, you can't compare it yeah. to that stuff. And like there was a person or, or, or I just remember some negativity when when these came out, like when they originally came out. And somebody said something like, um, you know, that old cliche, like, oh, they ruined it. I'm like, oh, okay, hot shot. You're sitting in front of Mr. Mike Minola. What's your idea? First of all, <laughs> tell him he's wrong. All right. Tell me, tell me, did it wrong to his face. And second, see if you don't freeze up giving him your wild pitch. Oh, but you're not even a comic book writer. And it's probably something they thought of a million times and dismissed for a number of reasons. So like, you know, I think his name was Andrew Jerome. Yeah. yeah. I think that was like a much more thoughtful take and an honest critique. But a lot of people, a lot of creators approach the, you know, like the phrase, everyone's a critic. 
that has like morphed in my lifetime to mean, hey, we're all critics. Let's go for it. Where I think originally it meant, I think originally it meant everyone's a critic. So fuck them. Right. Don't worry about that. Do what you're going to do. Yeah. Somebody's not going to like it. Right. Yeah. And I think that that always <laughs> seems to happen at the ending of things and the finale. Nobody liked how it wrapped up. Yeah. It's hard to pay yeah, off I've, all this, all this story. Yeah. I'm thankful for a comic book. I'm thankful that they ended it. Yeah. Okay, so from my perspective, only reading everything in two, two and a half years, John, I felt like that this ending was a very satisfying ending to everything. And not just, it, it wasn't an ending to BPRD, it was an ending to everything. Yeah. It, it's like you it's like you always talk about, like, you know, like, the difference between the Hellboy comic itself and the BPRD comic. And then this this story bringing Hellboy back into the BPRD felt natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna um, if you're gonna have a story a comic it, about the Beast of the Apocalypse and not get to the apocalypse, that's dumb. True, <laughs> that's true. No, I mean, it needs to end right. And the BPRD has been headed toward like one disastrous state after another until the whole world turned into hell, like literally. I mean, like it's so it's, fitting, right? Yeah. It, it's so the ending of the Storm and the Fury, where Hellboy uh, dies, and he, the dragon, uh, has infiltrated um, Nimue, and he fights the dragon, and he dies, and he goes to hell. You're like, oh, so that's you know Hellboy fighting the dragon and going to hell. That's what everybody's talking about. But no, that's not what everybody's hope was talking about. And then Mignola knew that that wasn't the end. Right. Of that story. Yeah. When he wrote it, because of some things that you pointed out to me, he's like, go check out these things. I was like, holy shit, that was amazing. After I finished reading the story, it's just like he knew where he was taking the story. He just needed to make sure all the pieces lined up to tell the ending. Yeah. We had some feedback on our Devil You Know Ragnarok episode from last week. Drew Campbell said. Drew Campbell. Book club member. Yeah. The visitor aliens refer to Earth as Abjuda, not Abjura. The line that Maggie says, Anui Sancti Hyperbarum, Sancti Abjura, was spoken in Wake the Devil 2 by the Hyperborean priest when he was praying for protection from the Agra Jihad. These words struck Whoa, me dude. as kind <laughs> of Latin. Know that? I know, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, he posted a screen grab from it as well. He said these words struck me as kind of Latin sounding, so I did some Google translating. Sancti means holy in Latin. Sancti abjura means holy bylaws. Or if you remove the hyphen, Sancti abjura translates to from the holy laws. Anui translates to annual, which doesn't seem to be applicable unless maybe you take it in the sense of eternal or unending. But the priest is praying to Anu, so possibly Anui is some sort of address relating to Anu. And Anu has come up a lot in the stories. That that name as one of the as one of the gods. So yeah, awesome. Drew Campbell brought some really great research. Thank you, Drew. And he also said, "I'm all in for Mike Patton Corner." And yes, he <laughs> does do the voices of the infected creatures in I Am Legend. Nice. Awesome. Fuck yes, I'm all in for Mike Patton. <laughs> Ross Radke was also excited about Mike Patton. Ross Radke. Book Club co-host. Yeah. Yeah, he said, uh, I had no idea uh, that you guys were Mike Patton fans. You have uh, It made me happy hearing deep cuts like Phantomus and Medulla name-dropped. 
let alone Dillinger Escape Plan. Nobody asked me, but here's my top five Mike Patton albums. Nice. Mondo Kane, Peeping Tom, General Patton vs. The Executioners, Crank High Voltage, Soundtrack, Kata Patton, and Honorable Mention to Lovage. Nice. Music to make love to your old lady by. Nice. I've heard most of those. Yeah. those. Those are all good. Yeah. Okay, so Lovage is definitely in my top five. So Lovage, the the, the thing he did with Dillinger, Face to War, uh, Mr. Bungle. I did not enjoy General Patton versus the Execution. Oh, okay. But I'll give it another listen to. We also had a pronunciation corner from Benny Decker. Benny Decker. Book club member. Yeah. He said, it occurred to me while looking at Vavara's name in print, which I always read as Vavara, and then hearing Ross Radke say Varvara. Varvara. Like the Russian version of Barbara. It it made me realize how dumb Babara would be. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's totally American. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Benjamin. That was awesome. Uh, Oh, thank you. And and Ross said, I didn't even realize that I was pronouncing it differently than anyone else. No idea how it's supposed to be pronounced. I think it's interesting listening to biblical demon names that I grew up hearing a certain way pronounced differently. We're Mm -hmm. talking about, I was saying Balaam. He said that they would say Balaam. Balaam, yeah. Okay, so that's probably correct. Alternate way to say so now we got another pronunciation corner. Thank you, Ross. We also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. Book club member. I had to drop that useless trivia about the beer that Bruno was drinking. <laughs> yes. Christopher awesome. said, Erdinger is a respectable beer. I've had a few of their styles in my days of working in a local store that had the biggest international and craft beer selection in New Jersey. Sadly, that store has been sold, and now it's just a big liquor store. That was the information that I that I wanted is yes. has anyone tried this beer? You so got it. I'm glad that awesome. I was able to. Ryan Yule said. Ryan Yule. Book club member. Ryan Yule's our, a book club uh, member. Art collector extraordinaire. Yeah. 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 We were wondering if the cover 13 was the first time Mignola drew Howard's. He said Mignola also drew Howard's on a variant cover for Devil You Know issue one. Okay. I don't know if we talked about that cover when we know. when we talked about Messiah, but there is a variant cover where he drew Howard. So thanks for that, Ryan. He also has that page where they're slow walking into New York. Oh, wow. The trio, Abe, Hellboy, and Liz. Jason Abaddon said... Jason Abaddon. Book club member. He said, great podcast this week. Big surprise ending. Rasputin's soul must have been nourished on all the vodka that Vivara drank. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's classic response from him. That's a good one. Oh, nice. We also heard from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell, book club member. Mark said, sometimes co-host. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> co-host. We were talking about the numbering. He said regarding the numbering, 1946 and 1947 are included. However, BPRD, Hell on Earth, put the ongoing numbering on the front cover from issue 100 onwards. So side stories like 1948 and Vampire were no longer included. So I guess half of it's in there, and then once they did the numbering, then some of those are not in there. So anyway, All right. <laughs> even more All right. even more issues. All right, and now we're going to get into our book club episode for the week. This is our 121st book club episode, 129 Woo-hoo! episodes total, if you count all the bonus and outtakes episode. We've been doing this show for two years and four months. We've read all the Hellboy wow. solo stuff, all the Lobster Johnson stuff, and now all the BPRD comics. These comics had been running for 25 years at this point. 25 years and 28 months. And we still have got some more to go. But alas, the awesome reading order that Mark Tweedell set us out on has brought us here today to discuss BPRD, Devil You Know, Ragnarok, 
issues 4 and 5, or how many of us knew him as, issues 14 and 15. And I want to take a second to remember one of our fallen book club members. You know, we got the buff raffle going on right now, you know, and I'd like to dedicate this episode and this little shot here. We're do- we got our little celebratory drinks. Uh, Aubrey and Matt have their drinks too, to our book club member, Case Lajerwai. You know, uh, if if uh, you haven't listened to some of the other episodes, you know, Case was a great member of the community. He was very active on the CBR forums. He was very much about bringing new people in and being kind of like the friendly face when people first got into the comics and showing them the way. He had some awesome feedback for us on our first couple episodes. And then unfortunately, you know, he passed away and we just like to remember him every now and again, especially around this time of year when the buff raffle's going on. And I wish he could have been here. I wish he could have been here to discuss this with us. I would love to hear what he thought. I would love... he. He liked to call things buff, yeah. you know what I mean? So anyway, I just want to remember Case and have a little drink here. The buffest book club member. Oh, yeah. So if you've got some, and you know, and uh, non-alcoholic friendly, yeah, you know, if you've got some apple juice, get, get some, some water, get, get, some, some, yeah. get some water get for our hydro homies out there. Yeah, and let's hydro have a, homies. Have a little drink here for Case and for getting to this monumental episode. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. We love you, Case. Cheers. We love you, Case. We miss you. We wish you could be here with us, but we know you're here with us, and that's that's we love you. Yeah, yeah. We'll remember you always. Yeah, man, I miss that guy. Really, will, I really wish we could just like hear what we what he had to say about yeah. it. And, yeah, you, know. you can find some of his comments on the CBR forums. Yeah. You can go back and you can check those out. Yeah, these issues were published in March and April 2019, co-written by Mignola. Art by the great Lawrence Campbell. Let's talk about Lawrence Campbell a little bit because, oh my God, this guy, we met him back in Wasteland and he was just starting out doing some of these stories and then here he's brought us all the way through end of days, cometh the hour. You have a very nice Lawrence Campbell Oh, we love Lawrence Campbell in this household over here. There was an interview with him by Mark Tweedale um, during end of days. Yeah. Yeah, and for Manolaversity. Okay, so... Uh, Mark said, Matt's track fine, like in, okay, so they're talking about end of days, right? <laughs> and, and the death of the black flame. And, you know, I'm just reading along like, oh, great interview. And then Mark says, Matt Strackbine is a vocal fan in the letters column. He even drew a two page oh, backup in an issue of this arc. I think he'd want me to thank you for killing the black <laughs> flame, which is like bonkers. Oh, wow. yeah. right? That's great. What a bro. Mark and then is. Lawrence, yeah, and I hadn't met Mark. Like, we had never talked. Oh, That's wow. That's great, so, though. That's great. That was cool, right? So so then Lawrence says, uh, I enjoy Matt's letters and thought the two-page story was great. Guess I could get a t-shirt saying, I killed the black flame. Oh, man. Oh, oh wow. Oh, right? <laughs> so, so I may be a little biased here. I may be a little biased, and I know we talk about this particular artist a lot, but I think it's really important to give him a proper, yeah. you know, send-off of sorts, right? So, oh, yeah. absolutely. Of, and we've already been talking about how lots of readers were anticipating this finale for a long, long time. Like, Aubrey, you read it in a couple of years, or, or the book club has done a couple of years worth of reading, yeah. but this took us decades, right? Yeah. And, you know, specifically anticipating the ending, I think at least as early or, or since um, King of Fear. And that came out in 2010. Yeah. So whether you allow yourself to have high expectations now or not, there's a lot riding on these last few issues. And Campbell 
literally shows us through it. He made it work in so many ways, and he gave us things with the art that were even beyond anyone's expectations. You couldn't have anticipated some of the stuff that happened at the end because it comes through in the art. Yeah, and truly. I know we give praise to, and and rightfully so, we give praise to all the artists that have worked in the Hellboy universe and on the BPRD. Yeah. And there have been many, and frankly, they have all been excellent. Like the art stays on point from day one, no matter who's drawn the comic in the Hellboy universe. That's yeah. that I I think a lot of people would agree with. That's that. amazing. You have your favorites, but there's no duds, right? Yeah. But I'm going on record saying Lawrence Campbell, in my opinion, is the best BPRD artist of all time. Whether it's like the covers or interiors, he's touched like sixty or more issues. He's done like all the trade covers. Oh yeah, omnibuses. I think, you know, his style is like you know his style. Yeah, his hand is so visible in the marks that he's making and so distinct. But then he'll go and do something that blows you away all over again. Like he's for being as dynamic an artist as he is, he's ultra precise. Yeah. And like, you remember wow. his, his covers on nowhere, nothing, never. Yeah. And modern Prometheus. Those like really haunting images of Johan and sledgehammer. Yeah. I mean, he's, can it, it's to me, it, you can have your favorite. I think that really does apply to certain arts or certain periods sure, yeah. in, in the books, in the series history. But as far as like all time greatest, I'm giving it to Lawrence Campbell. Right on. Nice. Okay. Matt, I, I totally agree with you. I actually think that Lawrence Campbell is my favorite artist and the, okay. and the BPRD. Wow. And um, this is not to say anything bad because, you know, we had Gabriel Ba, Fabio Moon, Sebastian and Max Fimara. Guy Davis. And, yeah. and James Heron, Guy Davis, uh, fucking Duncan Fergato. All of these amazing people have been contributed and, and so many more. Yeah. But... I don't know. I, I just, I'd say Lawrence Campbell is the one that, I don't know. It's that first time we saw him. It's cool to have faves. I'm sure all the other the BPRD art. artists would be like, yeah, Lawrence Campbell is the best. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. artists among themselves are all like, no, you're the best. No, you're the best. So I don't think anyone's right. saying yeah, anything no, but, bad yeah, here. But, but it's just like when I, when I saw him draw Johan on a horse, <laughs> I was just like, I love this artist. I want to see more of his work. I love Lawrence Campbell. Yeah. Great work. Awesome work. Yeah. And thanks for that shout out, Matt. That was very well said. Yeah. I want to make sure to shout out Old Haunts by AWA Comics. I think the trade just came out. So right. if you missed out on the single issues of that, you got to check out the series. That art by Lawrence Campbell is outstanding. It is truly a creepy book. You know, it's got some cool horror elements. So, yeah, check that out if you want to see some more Lawrence Campbell. Make sure to follow him on social media as well. Colors by Dave Stewart, letters by Clem Robbins, and edited by Katie O'Brien. Let's get into it. Let's talk about this chapter four cover. Uh, I love this. This looks like it's a, yeah, it's, it's a out of cover. Seat of Destruction. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This definitely could have been an alternate cover for Cedar Destruction. One it, one of the issues, the at least. The composition is is great. Really yeah, cool. again, the use of shadow, right, as yeah. the tentacles and all this stuff is coming out well, behind Rasputin. Just the way it lays across the page. Yeah, and uh, when we get to the sketchbook, you know, it was going to be busier. There was going to be uh, stuff yeah. on the sides. Less is more, and Mignola knows that. Yeah, really cool. 
All right, we open somewhere in France. Oh, shit. We pick up on the Osiris Club. I want to talk a little bit about the Osiris Club before we go on. We know that they've been watching Hellboy for a while. They tested him in Nature of the Beast and sent him on the Wild Hunt. At the end of the Wild Hunt, I, I pointed this out to Aubrey and Danielle before we started recording. There's a very crucial scene. I don't know if we've talked about it, but I just want to give everyone a refresher. At the end, two of the members, are they want to call the Prime Minister to tell them that Hellboy has Excalibur, and they get shot along with another guy. They reveal that uh, these seven are the original seven, the seven that Larzad appeared to. When Larzad appeared, he told them they would live to see the end, and they should watch for the coming of a king that would refuse the crown. In the end, he would lead his soldiers into the last battle, and he would be killed, and they would need to be there to cut off the right hand, and then they would elevate themselves over all that remains. We know that uh, one of the seven dragons was killed by Johan in the Agra Jihad, and now one of the seven Osiris m members is dead. You know, we, see, we talked about that the last time you were on the podcast, Matt. And as we pick up here, this one... Osiris club member Charles is kind of losing his grip, right? Is this a nightmare that we all waited for, he asks. In Lady Haddon's crystal ball, we see that all is red. I beg your pardon, madame. How in God's name is this nightmare what we've waited for? <laughs> he's, he's saying, someone's like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. And he's like, how is this the right, shit we've been yeah, waiting yeah, for? Yeah. This is a fucking nightmare. Are you out of your mind? Like, no. This is like when they say, you know, people bitch about how, like, CEOs and politicians have, like, a safe haven when nuclear war breaks out or something like that. And they're like, those lucky mm -hmm. bastards. And I'm like, I wouldn't want to be with those no, guys. No, no. A bunch of jerk-offs. Yeah, no. <laughs> they're not going to be content with anything ever. So yeah. Why would I want to be there at the it's end fine. of all things? Yeah. <laughs> the other members here are calm. They tell him that all will be resolved. They will have their chance. I mean, no, but go off. Although, if if the spirit Larzod appeared to me, mm. I couldn't help but be like, well, yeah, right. it's going to be pretty badass. And yeah. then if it wasn't, I'd be complaining about it. You know? <laughs> right. I'd be like, what was the point of a spirit appearing to us for for this? Come on. you got to mm -hmm. wonder if it's Larzod or if it's somebody who's appearing to you as the thing that you're expecting to see. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's why you don't mess with that stuff. Yeah, that's exactly. Why don't mess They're with like, it. hey, these people are tricked. really expecting to see Larzod. Let's pretend to be Larzod and we can fool these yep. idiots into doing whatever the fuck I they like want. I like that. Wow. So... Well, I mean, it could also be Larzard going, hey, I'm going to give these guys vague information and see what they fucking do. Yeah, sure. sure. Over in Fresno, California, we see the mega church's point of view of things. Boo. You know, they're like, don't go into those wretched holes. We're not going to burrow into the abyss. So stay in your homes, shelter with your loved ones, and do not descend like Orpheus or Dante into the pit. And all the followers are like, yeah, you know what I mean? They try to call New York and there's nothing there, right? Because everything's, there, there's no more transmissions. Everyone who's trying to survive has gone to the underground shelters. Well, and New York has been destroyed. <laughs> That's true, yes. Hey, remember in the last episode, everyone was trying to figure out who that one guy was in the white robes? Yeah. Could that have been... Orpheus or Dante. Oh yeah, good job, man. I like Remember that. what I said to you? I, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if there was an outtake 
when that guy, they're like, so who are you? And he goes, in life, I was known as the lobster. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I rest yeah, in the belly of the beast or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I did talk about, I wish that I had taped that conversation or I wish I had <laughs> access to that audio from whoever FBI agent is monitoring me. Yeah. And I forgot because it was so funny. Uh, Matt, the, the, the first one, one of the first things that when we started talking, Matt was like, Hey, did anyone respond about Brad Dourif as O'Donnell? Because that's spot on, that you is, know? And, uh, yeah. And if he's oh, been in great. so many... Matt went on a rant of like, he's been in so many good movies and everyone just remembers Wormtongue. No, he'd be great. No, he has, he has been in a lot of amazing roles. He'd be great. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Come he's on. He's great. Yeah, he, he was like a little that. kid in that movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was, well, I mean like 19, but he was in it. And... um was it the fourth aliens movie and yeah i liked him Dead as the Wood, scientist lord of the rings he's done so much he's great well, well in all fairness everybody forgets the fourth yeah aliens. that's what i'm saying is that like you know <laughs> when you've got a movie that's so completely iconic now at this point that so many people have seen Ooh. it's like you know the odds are people are gonna remember him yeah this, but he, he was also in a, a two a two-part episode of star trek voyager Okay. Okay. Nice. But Matt is officially on for that casting corner recommendation because we got a lot of O'Donnell yes. uh, suggestions. Back to the story. Cutting to the elsewhere. The aliens observe all this. Sorry, these... When I say that, I freaked out when I yeah. saw this page. I flipped out so much. I was so excited to read this page. I was like, yes, I can't believe I'm finally getting this. I can't believe I'm finally getting this page. These panels are so amazing. And I love that, like, it kind of mirrors that initial page yes, by Mignola, and then we saw Paul Grist do it again in The Visitor, and then here we get Lawrence Campbell's version to just kind of like top it off of like the trifecta of this scene. I was very excited to get this page. And all they see on their monitors is Rasputin and all the destroyed cities. They argue a bit about whether this could have been prevented. This affects more than Abjuda Earth, one says. They refer to The Visitor saying that the wrong assassin was sent. Our assassin spared Anung Unrama because he saw some goodness in him, the commander says. He was right. He may have saved us all. Only Hellboy stands against the dragon. He and his friends. And his friends' friendship. Yeah. Friendship. Really cool. I, I love that reveal of the aliens. We get them, you know, we have to get them one yes. last time, you know, at the Excellent. end. Excellent. I love this next panel, though. The very next panel we get, it's a great transition. It's a great transition because it's their uh, vessel. Right. Which, and then and then the, uh, you know. The oxygen. Yeah. And so the juxtaposition or the contrast of these two, like they're the same, but they're different. So that's yeah. cool. I like that a lot. That's cool. Yeah. How they put them side by side. It's like a mirror. Like yeah. A, that's yeah. why the alien ship is shaped that way, right? It's great. Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of like a light bulb moment. You're like, oh shit, it was there the I whole time. It. Yeah. Back in New York, the OG crew go at it for a final time. That's a great panel. Against the giant Ogdru Jihad Rasputin ghost monster. Liz blasts at him and she gets swatted out of the sky and into the water with just like a flick of the hand. I have a feeling this is not anyone's final form though, so I'm not I'm not counting it out. I'm not counting anyone out just yet. Abe goes up. Another with such promise, Rasputin says, catching Abe in his grip. Nothing. And he crushes him in That's his hand. That's horrible. There's like a huge crack across the panel. And as soon as I saw this, I was just, like, my heart just yeah, sank. I that's was just horrible. like, damn, dude. That is like, that's not good. I mean, that's. No, that's rough. That, like. But I still, I'm like, okay, I well, had... everyone's made of magic, so. 
something is it's going to be for a reason. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be in vain, you know? Well, I had the same feelings I had when the Black Fling killed Roger. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wait, I had to back up and re-go through the panels, but I mean, I was just like, oh, wow. See, the, the only reason why I wasn't, I mean, it's shocking. Shocking issues here that we're reading, but the only reason I wasn't like, okay, how many times has Abe died? Yeah. Sure. Okay. And, how, and and what's more, how many times has Abe existed? Not <laughs> Abe, but some, right? Like yeah. the monk, Langdon Call. I think he was Abe twice. I yeah. think it's going to be fine. Right? I was that's, expecting that's this. That's what's though, going in my head. I was but... expecting everyone to eat it, but I was expecting them to eat it in a completely spectacular way that gave rise to a whole new right. thing because yeah, all we've been hearing yeah. about Abe this whole time is like, ah, you're going to be the new thing. This is going to happen when you're going to be the reason for the, all this stuff. And Liz, you're going to be this and that and the other. And so I was like, okay, maybe they will die in this form. It'll be some spectacular fucked up thing, but then like something will happen after that. Okay. That'll make it a thing. I was surprised. So, like, I was surprised by how abrupt this. Yes. I absolutely expected well, it. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, so, yeah, I was expecting Abe and Liz to be the next thing, but that's because that's what everybody has been telling them. Like, everybody's been telling Hellboy he's going to be this yeah. thing. But for everything to just happen so abruptly, yeah, it, it, it reminds us, it's like, I mean, that, that's what we've been seeing through this entire comic. I don't know. Maybe I'm just you too know, cynical because I'm like, well, we're no, running out of runtime here. This is the last well, no, it, issue, it, the last no, two but, issues, but, but, so. We've seen nothing has turned out exactly like people have said. Right. Throughout the entire run. And then all of a sudden, Liz just gets slapped away and Abe is cracked in half. What right. the hell? No, but yeah. everybody's been saying this whole time, hey, this is going to be horrible, by the way. Get ready for it to be real horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, you guys I, I, are surprised. It's like, no, it's going to be horrible. Like, <laughs> I was totally yeah, I, ready for it. I was not expecting it. I was right. ready, but not expecting it. Back in Lake Taluda, we saw in the last issue, they heard this roar as they entered the cavern. And it's it's kind of interesting. I was talking with Matt a little bit about this. Over the next few pages, you get half the story going on in the top part of the page with the green tint. And on the bottom, you, the other half of the story is going on on the bottom part of the page in kind of like a purple Yeah, the tint. A and the B plot. Right. For sure. So you yeah, and those of... purple panels, they equal, like, probably two or three whole pages of comic stories. Right, exactly. And so... you can read them by themselves sure. if you want. And, and this is another, we've talked about this before, yeah. but this is another point where this is why it's the comics medium. Because it's kind of hard to summarize this verbally when you're going back and forth between the two stories. You know what I mean? So, um, no, this you is... just give it a meanwhile. Yeah, there you go. You're, you're good to go. It's a really interesting effect. It also makes things move really quickly. Yeah, the pacing. You know, is you're very, just like tearing through this issue. Well, when you can cut back and forth between these, that's I mean, that's the that's why you have the A and the B plot. Right. Yeah, keeps the I, pacing fresh. I, I actually prefer to read it all the way through full pages and then go back and just read that bottom part by itself and then go back and read that top part sure. by itself. Yeah. yeah, I actually did that that's too. That's like the best read. You heard it here. Let's try it out. <laughs> <laughs> Hellboy faces off against Rasputin from behind Hellboy. Is that Ed Gray? He says, this is it, Yeah, Hellboy. he's like, hey, this is, this. I mean, this is it. 
Rasputin says, so many years, so many different visions of how this would all transpire. I thought that was an interesting line because we have talked about this multiverse and then Liz saw pictures that Kate and Ponya were still alive and this and that. And it's kind of like there were different versions of how this could have happened. You know what I mean? I I, kind of like that. I think that's really interesting. Well, it's like the future is always in flux and different things can happen. Sure. But the end result was all the futures are going here. Right, so yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And we get right hand of doom boom number 46. Hey. Right in the face, Rasputin. How about that? Oh, that, that's a triple O boom. Yeah. Oh, shit. Exactly that's awesome. I didn't even notice that. Did that happen? I don't think so. I don't oh, know. I was about to- is it a backhanded boom too? Question. Yeah, yeah. Good catch there, guys. That's a backhand as well. That's got a smart. Those knuckles are. Oh yeah. Not small. Inside the cave, the crew encounter this enormous tentacled creature. It's like a giant wall of a creature compared to them. Yeah. Is it like, is it like small creatures that make a big creature, or am I miss? seeing that i don't know I, I think it has like tentacles and then uh i don't know what all those little things it's are are they more tentacles maybe it's surrounded by little creatures and then we also see there's well, two of those demon black flame things flying around oh, in there too geez. to complicate things even more i thought those little things were like eggs or something oh okay i think it's just disgusting i yeah. think it's just meant to be it's a gross out gross. sure it's a yeah. gross out no definitely as we turn the page we see abe's limp body falling into the water rasputin tells hellboy as he comes in for a punch in some of them you were essential more so than even me this guy's still talking about himself okay yeah this is classic bad guy please shut up yeah <laughs> oh yeah this is um this panel right here because I, I had to look back i was like wait a minute when did hellboy grow in this panel right here, Hellboy is now the same He's, scale yep. as Rasputin. Oh, because he jumped at him and then... This is what happens. Mm, yeah. Oh, good catch, Matt. Yeah. I love that. Underground, we see that one of these tentacles has lifted Howard's into the air. And the agents are firing at it. We also see Howard's pulls one of those demons out of the air, or he's kind of grabbing it by the head. He's he's making a go of it, yeah. In New York, Liz has gotten back up, so she's not dead. She just was, you know, thrown into the water. The way he draws people in jeans and jackets, like they're actually wearing clothes. Like she's, she really looks like she's standing up after being, oh yeah, crumpled yeah. up on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I know that that seems like a weird thing to notice, but like that is how your clothes would sit on you and hang on you if you had just like gotten up off the ground. Yeah, that's just so. There's, there's, it just seems right. It feels it's, right. It's it looks those little, right. It's those yeah. little touches that make it feel realistic. Yeah, the People... movement and the dynamic. She's not posing. Yeah. She's pulling herself up off the ground. She's That's not a pose. Like, she's moving around. And that is, you know, I think I, I, I you know, I really identify with when you guys earlier were saying, like, oh, yeah, Lawrence Campbell did this and that. Like, this is part of what I really appreciate about this art is that this looks like a person yeah. moving yeah. around. It says so much. It's so expressive. Like, yeah. she doesn't have to, like, like you could tell she's like stumbling. She's yeah. off her game for a moment. You yeah. could, but she doesn't have to say like nothing makes sense. What's happening? You know, you there's, know, there's no, no like... yeah, thought bubbles or word bubbles or a little box of what she's thinking yeah, or there's feeling. No extra and corny you stuff. don't need it because it's in the art. Yeah. Show don't tell. I yeah. love it. And I love that like yeah, she's stumbling around, but she's still, to me, I don't know why, she seems determined. Yeah. She seems so like, oh, you've you, done it you now. You put that in there. That's I, you exactly, putting that, but that's right. so cool. But also Lawrence Campbell is like, 
channeling that he's making me feel the shit you know and so anyway that's i had to throw that in there this one panel is one of the reasons i love lawrence campbell it's you know uh, i can't really figure out a way to say (laughs) this right any better than what you just said danielle i mean it's just like i look at this panel of liz i mean that's fucking amazing art yeah it is funny what you say about john what you said about Danielle putting that in there, like the amount of stuff that we readers add to this. Like yeah. if you went back through the podcast, you can maybe have one full episode of facts. <laughs> everything else. That's why it's a book club. What we think. That's why it's a yeah. book club. That's... But that's, I mean, and that, that speaks to how good of a story and how good of, you know, how good the art is and all of that, because there's room for us to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be able Don't to tell the story me everything so well, yeah. now. Let me do it. To yeah. be a good storyteller <laughs> and to allow that room. That's it's the fact that it's in such perfect balance is is I think that says a lot about yeah. the story. So that's that's good stuff. Anyway, I didn't mean to No, that was great. Can. I love it. I love your reactions. Do not hesitate on jumping in on something because it, this is this is the content I crave. This is the big one. So as Rasputin's monologuing, he's telling Hellboy that in some versions, Hellboy was more essential than him, and in others, he was nothing. And as Matt pointed out, both Rasputin and Hellboy are gigantic. Yeah. So shades of, you know, Hellboy in Hell is he's gigantic yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. And that line, you were nothing, that's come up so many times. Hellboy, you're nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Abe, I think that's also come up in the Abe series. And another great bit of storytelling here, because the action's moving so fast, and I know we're lingering on this page, but Rasputin shoves Hellboy's head down, and then Howard's is shoving that little demon head down into the tentacles. They're like both happening at the same time. I love that. There's just something cool about that pacing of the action, the parallel right there. And Abe is still sinking. Yeah. But I was going to say, but then we also have the slowdown, because Abe is still sinking to the bottom. Right, right. It's good pacing. Which... Which, which lets us know, like, you know, because we can kind of know how an object sinks in water. How you know, fast all... this is occurring, yeah. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, and it also lends a lot of anticipation because you're like, oh, something's going to happen. Yeah, why would they we keep be lingering show- Why are this? we showing this, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, then, and then also, like, when, when Rasputin on this one panel is shoving Hellboy into the water and this one little thing that's falling over, that's a fucking building. Right. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. It gives you a sense of the scale there. I, I honestly did not catch the Hellboy scale change until, until, until you brought it up. And this is probably nothing, but um, Liz, we usually find her in the air. Rasputin is shoving Hellboy down at surface level. We've got Abe sinking down into the water and then under the earth we have Howard's and that's oh, the way it's arranged yeah, on yeah. the page nice. too which I don't know if that's even a thing but that's cool yeah the whole story's grounded right yeah. just yeah. like yeah. we talked about hitting rock bottom Rasputin parallel. as Rasputin throws Hellboy he says you have seen the dragon in many forms and then Liz ignites yeah but as I, soon as he says that yes but I wanted to talk about that line yeah, a little yeah. bit because you know Hellboy's fought Nimue as the dragon. Yeah. In the Makoma story, he fought a dragon. Uh, at the end of uh, Hellboy in Hell, for whom the bell tolls, he fought yeah. Leviathan, who is a giant dragon. 
You know, so yeah. I thought that was interesting too because we keep talking about Hellboy's going to fight the dragon. He's fought the dragon in many forms. Yeah, he yeah. has, and and I think every time it's happened, we think that that's the it. Yeah, but it's not. No. You know what I mean? This is the one that's it, and and Rasputin is the dragon. So I'm saying I wasn't trying to move past when I said that. I was saying the f- I I feel like that's connected. The ah. fact that she ignites as soon as he says that, in the sense of in the narrative. Yeah. Here, I think that's imp- really important that 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 is. The way that these panels yeah. are arranged, I think that's important well, her, storytelling. Her whole purpose for how long now has been kill the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Take he says exactly. You've seen the dragon in many forms, Hellboy, and and then I, I feel like that's really significant that she ignites right when that yeah. line. Is She's coming. like, oh, somebody said. Did somebody say dragon? Right. She yes. might not have even <laughs> be able to hear that, but I think in the narrative, it's important for us, the reader, to sure. To make that connection, and I think that that is why those two panels are so close together. I love it. It's we're meant to make that connection. I want to I want to pause on this one panel where he says, "You've seen the dragon in many forms. The right hand of doom seems so much bigger in this panel. You feel that way. You were you, you were reminded that, yeah. of yeah. you were reminded of like yeah. that it's a burden and all this stuff. That's interesting. I love that. Right. Yeah. Underground shit is still hitting the fan. Yeah. Phoenix is yelling for Howards. Everyone's being real grossed out. Yes. But I do like this, Danielle. You mentioned the pacing. So he says, you've seen the dragon in many forms. Liz lights up. Yeah. And then she just totally roasts Rasputin. And this art is... God, I mean, are you looking at this page that I'm looking at? Because it is incredible, the work by Dave Stewart and Lawrence Campbell on these panels with Liz. I just love it. Each one of these panels could be a poster. Hanging sure. on my wall. Yeah. Sure. Liz approaches Hellboy in the cave. Howard swings his sword and he yells for the team to go, trying to get free of the tentacle. So here's where it's 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 happening. Yes, it is happening. And um, this is where I noticed that he was big, Matt. It's, it's funny that you mentioned it on the last one, but you're absolutely right. That's where it shifted. This is where I noticed, oh, look how giant he is compared to Liz. And also, his horns are growing out, so maybe that's where I noticed it. Hell, yeah, is that, oh, is go that ahead. her fire doing it? Maybe Ooh. I don't know. Oh, right. Is uh, is that making the horns grow? You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It feels connected. Yeah, I think you're right. I just assumed it was because he's fulfilling his destiny, right? Right. Or whatever the hell. Hellboy says, "I have to face this." And Liz says, ah, you'd be dead if it wasn't for me, Hellboy. And he's like, that name. That was his human side. Right. He's like, I have they died. called him yeah. Hellboy, you yeah, know, to yeah. make him seem more human. And that's just absolutely not who he is. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was more like, ah, the name. Right, right. That's not and, a thing. And, and I take it as more of his, like, he's already died. And, because that's not, I mean, his name is... Undi- well, yeah, he says Obama. that, yeah. Right. He's like, I have died, and I came back, and I came back for this, and this yeah. was always what it was going to be, so fuck right. it. Right, yeah. He's yeah. in fuck it mode. This is just like, fuck this. Yes. When it says, I came back, it's over top of Abe. But, like, Abe has come back how many times? Exactly. That's right, how many yeah. Forms? Oh, you're right, so as you're reading it, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And we see that Rasputin is rising again underground we see the sword fall and phoenix shouts oh. out for howards oh that, that that's that, his power that hurt me seeing that 
We cut back over and see Rasputin was rising on that last panel. And here, as he fully rises, we get this giant doom panel. That's like a triple O doom, doom. Just, just like we had the triple O boom earlier. And again, I mean, this is so menacing and incredible. Just like he can't die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let something kill him already. And he's so Hellboy is gigantic and he has the gig- gigantic long horns and Rasputin's gigantic and they're fighting and they're coming at it. Real tired of their shit. Yeah. And I love the pose of Hellboy because it looks like he's coming in. Yeah. You know, for the swing. You kind yeah. of feel the he's getting low. The, 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 the momentum. The center of you gravity. Know? It, yes. Yeah. It's so cool. Remember what I was saying? Like, Hellboy's got nothing except fighting. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. All, he's like, I don't really know what to do except beat it comes the crap in out of later. That's that's actually yeah. essential to yeah. this to this story for sure. And so we saw him kind of rearing back that center of gravity, and then he like charges as yeah. right. It's so cool. It's good stuff. Yeah, I Got love some, this. Some toesies in there. Just as my child was the path back to the world, Rasputin says, so only I could be the herald of the dragon. But more, and just like Matt said, just like shut up, shut yeah. But up. I can't believe you're still <laughs> yeah. there, there is. But I'm also like, oh, okay. I but it also tells us what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, I like that he explains like a this a little does. bit. You know, uh, only you know, just like Vivara created that path for him, he's creating the path um, for the, the dragon. dragon. So it's um, kind of like, dragon. but you were talking about how things go up like yes, this, yeah. you know, or they're stacked on top of each other. It made me think of that. There, yeah. Is this what Strobel wanted to bear witness to all the all that time? Oh right, member bare chested in a fur coat. Yeah, he was like, like <laughs> how he always pictured himself. I'm gonna be Rasputin's best pal. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Lame. And then on this bottom panel, we see Howard's fully, all his limbs are taken by the tentacles and it's pulling him in. And then we just get that red panel. The first time I read it, I was just burning through it because I was like, I've waited so long. This is it, right? So I'm just reading the comic. And I hadn't put together yet that you could read like the bottom third of every page by itself. And so this felt weirdly off camera to me. And I was like, Oh, he dies and they're not really going to show it. Didn't feel epic enough for him. It didn't feel climactic enough for him. But then, like I said, when you go back and just read that by itself, it's like two or three whole pages for his death scene. Right. Yeah, and not everything and can really, be as epic really as Hellboy's work. fight with Rasputin. Both of them are gigantic and right. it's the end of the world. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, but not then, everyone's like, going to get it. the second to death. last issue. Right. Well, like, if this is penultimate, you know, I want to, I don't know. Yeah, it just felt, the first time around, I was like, oh, that's weird. They're just going to give us a red panel and that's it. Maybe he will come back. That would be nah. weird for, for these stories. I doubt it. But I almost wanted to, like, go back and reread it right then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I finally did, I was like, oh, cool. No, this makes a lot more sense. Like, when, when you see a sword drop, that's basically it yeah, being over. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What did you think of your yeah. boy Howard's? He went out fighting just the way he wanted to. Yeah. A glorious death. Well, and he got them through that passage. He did. You know he what I mean? Did. Like that was his Absolutely. And and, and he can now rest easy. And and now the sword is there at the mouth of the cave and who knows that what's going to happen next, you know, you know. Might that might continue what if that might not be a closed circuit that might continue he yeah. he might continue on in some other form time travel or otherwise dimension splicing or sure Galdinar enters a reality shifting or you know who knows if it's phasing in and out where it's gonna be next time they all you know 
I've had my theories about what's going to happen, and I'm not going to reveal before the end of these issues, but I will say that I think, like, it's the end of this physical manifestation of Ted Howard's, but is that the end of the Ted Howard story? No. Hmm. There's all these people that are going to pick up this mantle. There's all these people who are going to have this fucking real power, probably. Okay. There's all these people who are going to be like, I remember Ted Howard's. He's a fucking badass. We're going to do it, too. And so, you know, okay. it's not the end, and... It never is. I think it's interesting that this legendary sword is potentially still in play. Yeah. Like somebody could find that. Yeah. yeah. One day. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's on this maybe very more day, significant maybe. Like, than the guy who's wielding it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I, I feel like that's um he's more than just this character. So that's what was the girl's name in South Carolina? Maggie. Maggie? I wonder if remember they were speaking their private yeah. language. Yeah. I wonder if maybe she said Something like, yeah, we're going into the caves. Well, not you. And he goes, it's cool. I can uh, be I this Oh, there was that part where she was like, yeah. not all of us or whatever. And he was like, I know what you said. He's like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you chill? Yeah. Wow. They, Thank they you for bringing that up, man. They don't need to they know that because then if they know that, they're going to freak out. Yeah. But if they're chill, I can get them through this safely. Sure. That's my job. Right. Why don't you relax? Right. I've got this. Wow. Maggie knew. And and Howard's new, and Howard's was cool with it, and so it's you know he's like yeah this is my job I'll do it yeah yeah and I've lived two lives yeah so cool yeah right I was a chief in one of them which was awesome <laughs> yeah there warrior couldn't be chief. a there couldn't be a better death for a warrior like death comes for us all so it might as well be doing something fucking rad yeah for other people yeah, like right. you know so he's, I agree I, I feel like he would be satisfied with that awesome back with this incredible action you know you all were talking about liz's pose like here where she's on the ground yeah. and she's watching them fight in the distance like that is epic to me yeah there is something about this posing or the way that these it's characters are pose, drawn she's moving yes like it, that's th- what that, it is i feel it though yeah, i i exactly. see it like that's what it would look like if you were watching these two giants battle if you're like you know, rolling a, like a, up from whatever the position that you're if you're getting up from a position of being on the ground and you're looking at giant horrific magic monsters <laughs> that's what you're gonna look like and how does he do it it's great the dragon will inherit the world through me rasputin says i will command all of the armies on earth and from beyond what purpose could you serve he's got a little magic here doing yeah magic he there. puts his hand on the right hand of There's doom and we see the sigils yeah. from his magic he says what purpose could you serve you coward you failure right rejecting your destiny and shit What's that about? And when he says rejecting your destiny, we see Abe and the crack in the ch- in his chest. All these little eggs are coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I and honestly didn't spot that until right now. Really? <laughs> I'm glad I could point that out. And then on this bottom panel. The sigils keep getting bigger than he did. Yes. And Rasputin pulls off the right hand of doom. Oh, jeez. I told you. I am the master. Jeez. Return of the master. Fucking brutal. This is brutal. What was your reaction to that? I mean, that's that's fucking brutal. I'm sorry. That just seems like something Mike Mignola would do. Yeah. Mm. He's talked about, he's like, I created this dumb hand. (laughs) (laughs) He's all like, fuck it. I'm going to rip his hand off more brutal than Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back. Right. And we're about to turn the page, and he's letting us know the hand does not define Hellboy. I love it. Well, surely, um, he yeah, he had a 
he had a hand. Oh. No, I mean, surely he he's he's definitely directing what's happening yes, here. I mean, yes. this is a humongous plot point. He's. Uh, remember, I said earlier, um, if you have a story about the beasts of the apocalypse and you don't get to the apocalypse, yeah. it's just like stupid, yeah, right? What's that? Of course, you're going to do it. So, so the real question for me is, if that's inevitable, then what does the beasts of the apocalypse do after the apocalypse? Yeah, I'm psyched to is see he that. anything or what? So, when I saw this happen, it was I didn't expect them to rip the right hand off of Hellboy. That's crazy. But when I saw that happen, I thought to myself. Well, he wasn't born with that. No. So he chopped off his arm okay. and put it on there. Oh, right. Yeah. So I, that's I had, symbolic. I had similar thoughts. Yeah. But also, like now, my question is: Is he the beast of the apocalypse anymore? Right. Right. Huh. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Like, does it matter now? Like, once you get the hand, you're the beast, and that's it. Sure. Or, like, can they take the hand off? Because people have tried to be the beast before, and it never worked out. So can can you undo him, at least? Right. Without somebody else being it. Right? I don't yeah. think he's so, not though. Say, yeah. Because Rasputin's not saying he's the beast of the apocalypse. He's saying, I'm, I'm going to be more than that. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to rule this place, not end it all. Right? Yeah. So it's like, well, he said he was the master. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Aubrey said, Hellboy stone his giant form with his left hand. He grabs Rasputin out around the neck and crack. And these are amazing panels. You know, um you couldn't have done that a little bit earlier though. So oh. what I was saying was like all Hellboy can do anymore is fight because he's just kind of like being super brutish, like, oh, I'm a fighter, I'll fight him. And what he doesn't realize is like somebody needs to pull him aside and go, "Hey, man, you went to hell. They threw their best at you, and you beat them. Why couldn't you just grab somebody by the throat and make them go away?" Yeah, <laughs> you have all the power of any, you. It's so. I think the answer: Does he need the hand to be the BC Apocalypse? Is answered. No, he doesn't. He's already the beast. Right. The hand. The hand. Whether it comes into play again or not. He can just he can end anything anytime, and he it's kind of funny that he's been going like being super physical about it when all he really had to do was just want it to happen. Yes, yeah, Does that makes sense. I, I think that's that. what's happening here. It is not just him like you know reaching out and grabbing. It's like you know Rasputin saying then crack. I mean, yeah, like he didn't expect it. He was surprised, right? Yeah. He's like, oh shit, I took your he, hand off. That should be it. Right, that should be something nobody can do. I think now How we fucking amazing now, is this. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, like I think now he could have done that a little bit earlier, though. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the point. Is like he could have done that any time. He just wasn't. He wasn't going there. Right. And I think that I think this is the beauty of these books is you can go back and reread them in a whole different light. And I think if you do that now, then with that in mind, the Hellboy could have just stopped any trouble at any time. With either hand yeah then then it's a whole new story and i also think that if you go back and reread all this you see that every time hellboy progresses a little bit it comes at a cost yeah he does oh, not yeah. do anything he doesn't save the day and benefit no he he, always is worse he off. loses an eye or he dies he gets a hole in his chest yeah he goes to hell he dies again <laughs> right it's just like 
where does this end? And so I think this comes at a cost. And had he ended somebody earlier in this fashion with his left hand, it would have come at a more severe cost, and the comic would have been over a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I I do want to shout out Lawrence Campbell again here because, uh, and I was really hoping that you and Danielle didn't notice this, you know, last year for the Buff Raffle, Lawrence Campbell also contributed a piece, and the piece that he contributed is giant Hellboy with the horns coming out of the Kirby Crackle, Mignola Crackle, but missing the right hand of doom right. and just having the stump. Right. And I don't know, did, did you notice that, Aubrey? I looked through everything last year, but nothing made a connection. Ah. I said there were spoilers at the time. I yeah, like, you did. Guys, there's some major spoilers in there. But what's awesome is you can buy a print of that. You know, uh, shout out to Lawrence Campbell. He has some awesome sketchbooks. He has prints, and he has a print of that image of that he drew for the buff raffle last year. If you go to his website, it is so awesome. It's definitely a print that I want to get. On the panel below, we see that the team made it through thanks to Howard's sacrifice. And Bruiser. Bruiser's still there. Oh, and Bruiser's still there. Thank you for shouting out Bruiser, Matt. And I love this on this next page. Hellboy just with like a wave of his hand and Rasputin falls backward and he just shatters to bones. And this is very reminiscent of when he died in Seed of Destruction, he turned into bones and shattered like that. But in that story, he said, this is not the end, right as he shattered. He's just a lame pawn for evil. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, you don't win in that scenario. Yeah. But I love the yeah. gracefulness of these panels. And as Rasputin falls back, he like turns into a skeleton and they just bones go flying. Into a what? A skeleton. But it, this is like how, especially in hell, they always see themselves a certain way. Yeah. And then oh, and then yeah. on the last panel they're a skeleton. Yeah. Like, oh shit. No, they're actually dead, right? <laughs> so I think that's kind of what's happening here is like his own perception of himself is completely gone by the time he hits the ground. Yeah. Cool. On this next amazing double page, then we see from the exhaustion of all that, Hellboy just falls forward. And that stump where the right hand was is just brutal. And he shrinks back down because the the bones of Rasputin are all still huge. gigantic, yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Then we see Hellboy watching himself. There's like a grayed out version of him with a blue eye. And he's watching his own dead body with the right hand of doom. And he's like, so that's it? Yeah, Gray has been behind him the whole time. Right, Right, yeah. He fulfills his mission. The the corpse of Hellboy that's laying in front of the ghost of Hellboy is the remnants of Roger. Oh, okay, I like that. He did what he needed to do, so he doesn't need that vessel anymore. I love it. And underground, Danielle, you were right. You called it. Yep, that's right. Frankenstein underground. underground. He's there with Maggie. What did I say? They're all going to go live with Frankenstein underground. Yeah. Dinosaurs and Frankenstein. (laughs) They're going to hang out with dinosaurs (laughs) and Frankenstein. See, I I did not predict that. I was was surprised to see Frankenstein show up. Were you surprised to see Frankenstein show up, Matt? No, I saw that coming. Really? That's because of the reading order. I was not surprised at all. Yeah, is yeah, the reading order. Frankenstein was, you know, underground. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's awesome. Shout that out to, sounds shout like out to, to, me. to, to Mark well, Guido. Yeah. I guess I had read Frankenstein a long time ago, and I and I, I don't think I really gave it the 
due diligence that I needed to, like like we did on this last read through. I like of how it. he's tenderly holding hands yeah. with this little girl shaman. John, remember when in Frankenstein Underground where they took him through the entire Hellboy universe, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he he dipped in and out of all these major events or or events. That to me, I was like, okay, they're totally making him a part of this now, so that it would feel natural if he was there later, right? Like in the in yeah. the present day version. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why would there be a Frankenstein there? Yeah. <laughs> Unless we had already seen his whole thing about how he got there. Yeah. That wouldn't make well, any sense. I mean, he was underground. Yeah. I like how sweetly I like how sweetly and tenderly he's holding this little girl's hand. Like it's just it's a little girl weird shaman and a Frankenstein and they're he's they're she's like, Hey, this she's is smiling, my friend yeah. the Frankenstein and we're having fun and he's just like they're like, Yeah, we're we're hanging out. Come hang out with, with me, Frankenstein, underground. Yes. And a bunch of dinosaurs. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I really love that. I love that reveal there. Well, and like Phoenix and Frankenstein in the same panel? Come on. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Like, hey, what do you mean this is over? So on this next page, we see Hellboy with Ed Gray. That's the end, he asks. They look out. They see Liz is there, too. And they look at his dead body. No, Ed Gray says, almost, but not yet. Let me show you the end. And then we had to wait 30 days. We had to wait 30 days to know the end. But hold on, before we I go did. on, I gotta stand up for he's, a second. He's gotta stand up for a second. He's gonna, he's getting something. What's he doing? What the shit? What the shit? What the shit? Whoa, whoa. Is this for real? Yeah, so, um, Lawrence Campbell is, uh, and I think he still has some on his website. He sells preliminary pages. Wow. You know, the pages for these issues oh, yeah. wow. sold out so quickly. And he offered these preliminary pages for a cheaper price. And they're really cool because some of them are actually wow. different than the yeah. actual issue. But I had to get one of these preliminary pages. I've always talked about on the show how I would love to have a sketchbook page or some oh, behind-the-scenes cool. shit. This is and wild. so uh, this is when wild. these went on sale, I was waiting there on the computer and because I wanted to get this page with Hellboy and Ed Gray this is... looking over all this. So, yeah, I can't I'm sh- believe you this called is real. me that night, right? Yeah, I did call you, and I've been holding it. I've been hiding it in the closet all this time because oh, I couldn't show it to you. The only thing that's really super different is um, Liz, Liz's panel. It's not even that different. It's just kind of flipped, and she doesn't have her hand up. This is wild. Yeah, isn't well, that cool? I, I, I like all the where all the whiteout is. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I can't believe this is real. This is awesome. Yeah, so I wanted to share that with with Danielle here and uh and I'll be I'll post pictures of it on the social media. Yeah, a really cool piece. I'm I was happy to get that. That's amazing. Wow. Score. Jeez. That's Fucking. Awesome. That's a great page. There's actually there's actually one right now that I want to buy cuz <laughs> they're on sale. They uh, he's on sale right now. Um, a bunch of his pages are on sale. So, yeah, go go check out Lawrence Campbell on Cadence Comic Art. And if you click on Devil You Know and you scroll all the way down, you see some of those preliminary pages. And, um, you know, that's a great prize for some pages that are totally gone already. Yeah, you know wow. what I mean? There's a lot of the pages of Hellboy and Rasputin fighting and all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about this issue 15 cover. You know, I, I want to tell oh. a little bit of a story about this. So, 
we were already doing the podcast and issue 15 uh, came out. It was a Wednesday. I was at work. Danielle works near our local comic book store. Yeah, I do. And I had the issue in my subscription box, but I wasn't going to be able to go there and get my subscription box until the weekend. And I was afraid spoilers were going to come out. Right, and I also yeah. had to read the issue. So I called Danielle and I said, hey, on your way home from work, can you pick up a copy of this comic for me? So that way I can read it right when I get home. Yeah. And so Danielle, being the awesome partner that she That's is, no problem, yeah. when I got home, there was... A, the, and, and I said, don't read it. I said, don't even look at it. Yeah. Don't even... <laughs> Put it in a bag and don't even look at it. Do not open this comic because oh, we were already doing the show. Right. So then I came home and here it was waiting for me and I just saw this cover and I was just like, oh my God. And I went to the bedroom and I closed the door <laughs> and I just sat there and I read the comic and I read it like maybe two or three times, yeah. you know, and kind of like went back and forth. Oh, wow. And it was just kind of like this whole thing. And then I came out here, and I couldn't talk to anybody about it. So, you know, luckily, uh, Jerry started. There's a there's Mike Mignola's art on Facebook, but there's also another page called Mignolaverse Spoilery Latest Issue. Right. And it's just for, for that you if you're caught up. What's going on you know, now. if you're caught up with all the spoilery stuff. So I got on there, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Please because tell me. Please tell me there are people, and they're like, gosh, you guys – Oh, spoilers. Uh, there's so many spoilers. Why don't you spoil it for everybody? No, Are there people no, no. like that it, on it there? It was called... Well, uh, I'm just saying I don't have faith something lo- that something, there wouldn't be someone n- Not at like the that. time, but something like that happened recently. Oh, and I literally went in there and commented, this group is called Mignolaverse Spoilery Latest Issue Discussion Group. You know what I mean? Like, how can you get mad? For people points, po- you would be surprised. You are in a group called anyway. Have you ever worked in customer service? <laughs> so, uh, Matt, I wanted to get your your uh, what was it like for you? How did you get the issue? How did you read it? I want to know everything. Oh yeah, what's your what's your story? I for um, the last issue, I called the day before and said, "Is it there?" Because I didn't want to like go to the comic shop and have it not be there. Right? <laughs> because if that was the case, I would just wait till the right hour and get it digitally and do it like that. So I verified that they had it. I grabbed it. Normally, I'm a nerd, man. I'll get these comics and go straight to the letter column. Okay. See if I have a letter in there or not. And uh, but instead, I was like, well, I have no idea what's going to be at the end of this issue, so I'm not doing that. And I'll just count on there not being a letter column, right? When I saw this cover, though, I was like, okay, hold on. I don't know what I'm looking at. Is this symbolic? Is yeah. this literal? Is this the center of the earth? What's going on here? Like, did Hellboy make it underground? I had no idea what this was. But I think the fact that he signed, his signature, the M, is on the right hand was enough for me to be like, okay, this is definitive. Right. I'm turning, I'm, I'm digging in. I was like, this, he signed, has he ever done that before? Where he put his initial so. on the right hand? No, too? no. That, for me, signing a piece of art is really hard. It always has to be as far away from the art as possible. Like, I feel so weird about it. It's like, I went to all the trouble to draw this, and now I'm going to write on it? It's just dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs> for him to do that, I was like, oh, that's all I need. I'm in good hands. I'm turning the page. Wow. Um, Aubrey, I mean, obviously, Danielle, I, I know. What, what about you, Aubrey? Did you set yourself up to sit down and read the issue? How, what was your experience? So, last night, I read the issue, the, the two issues, 
And then I immediately texted you. Yeah. <laughs> when That's I was awesome. done, just finished BPRD. What an amazing story. And I need to reread all of it again. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yep, there you go. That's how it goes. And when it came out, you guys were talking about it. We were like, we can't talk about it because there are spoilers. And I'm like, thank you for not spoiling anything. And thank you. And every <laughs> listener, thank you for not spoiling this. Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to spoil it. Yeah. To be really honest, right. I wouldn't know how to. It's friendship. Like, they want you to have this experience. Yeah. Uh, it's a specific experience but, that they want you to have. But, you know, it's. But, but, but Matt, I know what you mean. I like it's so. To, I I wouldn't know how to explain the ending either. This fucking cover is so awesome. I stared at it for a while nice. before I even started reading. I was just like, ah, just take it I in. I just have right? to look at this. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's great. It really and like Matt said, it really tells you. Okay, this is this, this is, is going to be this it. This is the thing. This is the thing. As we open, we see that Liz has approached the body of Hellboy on the ground. Normal sized. Yes, and Hellboy. The dark version of him, or like this grayed out version of him, like is a shadow. He's like a ghost. Yeah, he's with Ed Gray, and he's like, "I am dead, right? Again? It's impossible to say what you are now, Hellboy." Ed Gray says, "The only thing I can say, no promise, is that your time on Earth is nearly finished." Well, that's something, I guess. Hellboy <laughs> says, "Come on," Ed Gray says, "You don't want to see this next part, but believe me when I tell you there is nothing you or anyone else could have done to prevent it." It was always going to happen. That's what Hecate told him mm -hmm. in Darkness Calls. Yes, that was yeah. on the epilogue that we talked about last yep. week. Great callback there, Matt. And they see the Augur Jihad all over. And God, I mean, Lawrence Campbell, he's done so many terrifying versions yeah. of the Augur Hem on Earth. But yeah. this one just takes the cake. And Hellboy's even like, geez. Yeah. The Augur Hem will have their time upon the Earth. But it will not last for long. All of a sudden, there's a huge explosion, and like everything's disintegrated. Yeah. This might be spoilery for what I'm about to say, but it was a boom, and we kind of know that the Osiris okay. Club grabbed the hand, and then it, they did something. Oh, nice, uh, Aubrey. So yeah. Right, yeah. So this is like a this is a detached right hand sure. boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Number one. I love that. Great job. Good stuff. And it's the the fallout here. It it's very reminiscent of like a like a nuclear blast. Right. Like yeah. That. Like it's that severe. Everything's just covered in ash. Everything yeah. is ash. Yeah. What the hell was that, Hellboy ass? The dragon. This panel made me stop. Right. I had to catch my breath. I had to stop and just stare at this. The way that Ed Gray is kind of gesturing. Yeah. And just this this very familiar object now crashed into Earth. I was very taken aback. Yeah. I had to stop <laughs> and go back and I've, look at this again. I really did. I've, and that's that doesn't, you know, I mean, I've I feel like, you know, I'm like I said, I I'm pretty cynical when I'm reading or watching whatever, but this was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is, is happening? Like it's a weird time thing. Like, I feel like Ed Gray is taking him back and showing him stuff that already happened. Yes, mm. absolutely. But, but like, at some yeah, point, it becomes agree. present day, right? There's no time. But like, what does that mean? There's not a time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like Gray has seen uh, it. We're outside of time no. now. I, I agree with you, Danielle. We're outside of time. Yeah. The Oxygen Hat are totally dead. They're all dead in their cocoons. That's such an interesting choice. Yeah, this, so this, this image is 
horrifying, Fucked up. but also uplifting yeah. and satisfying. <laughs> it's weird. There's like still fire under one of them. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what? What is happening? I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. Anymore. And that doesn't, I feel like I can't experience that a lot. Yeah. So I was just so, I mean, I, you know, when, when you are like a kid and you are watching something incredible for the first time, like a movie that you've never seen before, it was always a surprise. Yeah. Everything yeah. was always a surprise. And so for this to happen again, it's like, oh. Yeah. Like, that ah, happen wow. Very often. You know, to be shocked again and again, page after page. Every, by what's happening every time they show this thing it's the most ominous thing ever yes floating in the cosmos and here and so now i'm like what does this mean yes exactly what does it mean like i'm <laughs> you know and it's very fucked up and it's still ominous to me i'm like wait what's happening like what explanation please yeah you know, like yeah this is the one time i'm begging for exposition <laughs> holy crap hellboy says what happened to them ed gray points over to the distance and here we get a great panel of Hellboy with the blue eye. Yeah, you know, Rasputin had blue eyes, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't he after he died? Mm -hmm. And we see the Osiris Club house. It's like floating there in the nothing. Fuck these guys. I, I love They're these like, wires. The like, I mean, yeah, it's just... I was going to say, yeah. they, they still had their wires, so they made sure they were plugged in. Right. Well, they had to make sure they had enough slack, too. Fucking <laughs> Well, but yeah. like, where are they? I don't where know. I don't know. I don't know. They're in the nothing. They're in the neverwhere. And I love this because Ed Gray points over, we focus on Hellboy, and then they're in there. Uh, they're in the house. This is so creepy. This is creeping me out. Oh, that look on Hellboy's face yeah, he's after mad. Ed pointed, and he's all like, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is creeping me the fuck out. This whole entire sequence. Do you know them, Ed Gray asks? It's been a while, but yeah, I do, Hellboy says, the Osiris Club. And we see them, they've got the statue of Larzad behind them, and they're all hooked up. They have their own oh, right hand of dooms. Man. They all have some right hand of doom they thing, and it's all... all of them at once. Yeah. And I, 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 like... I can hear Hellboy, I can hear him saying, they did it. Yeah. And then I can hear Ed responding, they did. Yeah. It's just a very That's matter of fact, like, you fucking... It's the same um, artificial right hand that Rasputin used is. way back. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like similar to that. With some modifications. Yeah. Perhaps, but Good yeah. job Absolutely. there. I love that. Great callback. Yeah. Funny, the first time I met these guys, they sent me to kill a dragon. <laughs> that is funny, Ed Gray That responds. is funny. <laughs> what, is, what is this, Pat? What is that? That's great. That's just a much needed levity. What story is he referring to when he says... That's uh, Nature of the Beast. Yeah. They, he went, he went into uh, St. Leonard's Wood to uh, kill the dragon. With the flowers that grows out of his blood. Yeah, that was the yeah, first time. The, yeah, the lilies. The statue. It's all been good, but it's all been going by. There's I a know. lot. It's a lot. No, there and that's lot. my fault, Aubrey, because I usually say, this is a reference right, to right, this right. story, and I just did no, it that yeah. time. No, it, it's, not, it's, it's not your fault. We're in it. just... Yeah. We're in it. We're in it to win. We're in it to win it. That's right. Grace says they reached into the abyss and grabbed hold of it, dragged it out, hurled it onto the earth, and drew out its power. Using the only object capable of doing such a thing? Crap. Hellboy I reread this several times. Yeah. <laughs> I imagined it happening. And that kind of storytelling, man, like, that's incredible. To 
just him. So this is all a word bubble. That could be several pages. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in my mind, I imagined all of it, and and it I mean, freaked me out. It could, it could be a comic <laughs> into itself. It right. freaked me out. Just reading it freaked me out, and, and that's amazing. And this like, is what they've been waiting for too. They were like, "We're gonna." Drive each other crazy in this house together yeah. because Larzad told us that we're going to see the but end the of things. the pacing of this is so brilliant to just yeah. cram all this. Yeah, they did this, that, and the other. They did a lot of horrific stuff. And you're like, ah. Oh. I sat there for like a full minute just picturing all of this. Yeah. And then the reveal, of course, on the next page is this Hannon. That's the only thing that's in color. And yeah. That's amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it looks like a Guy Davis design, Great too. Choice. All that mechanical stuff. Sure. Just, oh, yeah. Just great choices all around here. Love it. For the moment, that power, the entire life force of the Ogdra Jihad, is there, contained in that hand, Gray says. But now they would draw it into themselves. The world is nearly over, but they would use that power to make themselves gods for the new world to come. I just, I just, oh, just I rage. Love, <laughs> I, I love how it was like, no. Yeah. No. I mean, is the proper response. That's the right answer. No. I love that panel too. The way that Lawrence Campbell draws him and the shading like, no. from the horn. Like God, that is it's good. It's so good. It's still, it's still Hellboy's call. It's still his decision yeah, to man. make. Right. He's in charge. Yeah. Now this is the part that got me. Is like because they're ghosts in there, but Lady Haddon is like someone's here, uh, and they're like who, where? It can't be. This kind of reminded me of. When Langdon Call sees Abe coming towards him, yeah. and then he turns into Abe. I love this. He's like, ah, we're not scared of you, ghost. And then yeah. he's just singing, and it's just like, ah, you're fucked. Right, <laughs> but, fucked. But I love this. Like, it starts to crack, and then right before it, they go, all of it. All for nothing. Like, I'm they so know. glad. They That's know so what's going to happen. Satisfying <laughs> that well, they just, asked... that they knew right before it happened that they had a full understanding of what was happening that's so satisfying yeah. fuck you guys man well, i'm so glad you had that moment of horror and terror and disappointment yeah that's great uh, once again like immortality wow. does not pay off no yeah it does what really do you think you're horrible doing? thing like really that's so satisfying that they knew as like right before it happened what was coming down that's great and, and I feel like this answers Matt's question earlier of, does taking the right hand, now he's not the beast of apocalypse. No, the right hand is a part of him, whether it's on him or not. Yeah. You know what I it, mean? Like, they're yeah. tied together, and this panel, as it comes back and joins his oh, arm, is just like... And and to me, that would sound stupid. No, it's great. If you well, said that, like, oh, and it's going to fly back and come back onto his arm. But the way, the magnitude yeah. of what is happening right here in the panel... Is so breathless for twenty five yes, years. It's I breathtaking, mean, yeah. and you're just like, <gasps> you just get this feeling of like, yes, and yes. it's also just blowing your mind at the same time. You had to go all the way down well, to come all the way back up. Yeah, <laughs> he had to choose. Yeah, they're they're going to be ultimate incels, but Hellboy's <laughs> like, no, this is the first time we see Hellboy reclaiming. Yeah, the right hand of Doom. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that because he's always so reluctant of like, yeah. I don't want Excalibur, he, he, I don't yeah. want this, I don't want that. But this, he, he's he like... He doesn't want it. The alternative but, is bad, though. So he chooses but no, but, it because the alternative is worse. He has it, to do exact, it. Exactly, because he he sees that these people are going to use the power for bullshit. And that's, he's like, no. That's something that is really um, at the core of why... I'm so drawn to these stories, I think, is because 
we have here of oh a room full of stuffy mm-hmm. <laughs> our machinations are undetected you know it's like one of these things where it's like they have all these grand plans for the fucking world how they're gonna rule everybody and they're gonna they're in their fancy coats and they're gonna i, I we're gonna rule the world and we're the boss of everyone and when it comes right down to it no matter what you fucking do you absolutely cannot have control over the forces of nature and the universe. Mm-hmm. The universe is always going to be bigger than you. Just accept it and just, yeah, like, can you just be present? Yeah. Can you just relax? The reality of that is that you absolutely are too fucking small to understand the power and the forces of nature and the forces of the universe. It's not going to happen the way you goddamn think it is. Well, yeah, I love that. They're doing it wrong. They're, they're flat doing out wrong. doing it wrong. They're flat out the, doing it wrong. Whoever has the right hand to doom isn't the person that gets all the power to rule the world. <laughs> That's not what happens. Yeah. They're trying to <laughs> take no. the power of the Agdur Jihad through the hand so that they can do what Rasputin yeah. was going to do. And it's like, that just isn't... But if what I mean, Hecate said way back and what Edward Gray reiterated in this issue is that, you know, what happens next, no one could prevent. Yeah. Well, then... These guys are absolutely trying to do something that's just never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and, so and it's failed out of the gate. And, and I think this panel is kind of funny because then they go, "My God, he really is!" And then the house fucking de- ah. gets totally destroyed, blows up in the air. But like, they knew that he really was back in they Nature knew. of the Beast when they saw the lilies. They already knew. They knew then. And even now they're like, oh my God, he really is. Of course he was. He yeah. picked up Excalibur. Yeah. You guys knew all this. You know what I mean? Like, like how could you possibly still be in denial about that? Ex- That's so weird. You had all the information. <laughs> what is what? Anyway. They just have nothing else to do. Y'all they're just locked shits. into this. Just... I mean, well, Larzad told us. Golly. Yeah. Well, I think it, they played their part, too. They brought down the Ogdra Jihad. So, I mean, that's good, right? Yeah, you know they, what I mean? They had no well, I fucking mean, clue. The hand did that. The hand did Sure, that, yes. Right? Okay. But but it was it was everything that was explained. The hand is going to defeat the Hogger hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so are I mean, y'all ready? Are y'all ready so, for these pages? Are you ready? So, as the house oh, explodes... No, I'm not ready. We, but yes... Let's get to there. We have Let's this one little small panel oh, of gray with the little debris, and that's the transition that's panel. The transition panel. It's taking us out of the Lawrence Campbell art. So, did you guys have any idea you were going to get thirteen Mignola pages in the yeah. back of this issue? Yeah, I absolutely knew he was going to draw the end of this. Why wouldn't he? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was still surprised. I was oh still no! Surprised. It's no, no, let, okay. let me be clear. I, I, when I saw the page, I was like, "Ooh, yes, yes, excellent. Okay, getting into it now. All right. What about you, Aubrey? Very pleased." I knew because of the opening credits of the book that we're getting some Mule art at the end. I did not read I that, but it would have been weird if we didn't get any. Sure. Yeah, and he he's bookending the arc because oh he was he there with Roger, right? Oh yeah, you're right. The beginning when Hellboy came back, and so this is totally fitting that he would come back in now. Yeah. And now here we are at last. Hellboy thinks it's Ed Gray. No. Oh crap, he says. It's Hecate and the Iron Maiden. Now it's just you and I, for we are the agents of change. I adore this floaty, creepy yeah. thing that she is now. Didn't I promise that we would be together at the last, at the ending of the world? Now, um, 
Danielle's been referencing that for several I episodes. have yeah. been <laughs> waiting for this for so long, and it's it's very extremely satisfying because this is this is happening the only way that it could. It's it's so everything is so perfect, everything about it. And and Matt, you've actually been mentioning this for throughout this whole um session of that oh the only thing Hellboy knows is, you know, yep. he's like, Okay, all right, all Let's right, Lee, you wanna do this? I don't even know if I'm alive or dead, but if you wanna fight I'm gonna she's just like, Really? Is this yeah. how you want it to end after all you've seen, after all you've done? Aren't you tired of it? And he's just he thinks about it and he lowers his you know, it's just like He's like, is this really it? That's so. I love. Yeah. Almost. I love how that. I mean, how could it go any other way? Yeah. That's perfect. Submit. Yeah. On the right. on the yes. one hand, I like that he wants to keep fighting. It's like, yeah, kick her ass. And on the other hand, it's like there's absolutely no point. <laughs> it's like we've been saying, this is all gonna happen. Why would you? It's got nothing to do with you. Yeah, this isn't even bad. It's the way this is it not is. a bad thing that's happening right now. There's it's what no Hecate moral said to, yeah. to Gray. She was like, it's not something I wish on you. It's just what's going to be. It's just what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's man. a great line. Oh, great. my God. That's amazing. And so when you you know, were mentioning throughout this whole thing that he's, uh, that's all he knows, that's all he can do, it's it's a reflex here. This is right. this is a reflex. And, and she's like, really? <laughs> I mean, haven't you caught on yet? Don't don't you get it yet? Yeah, that's not we're this, we're done with all that. That's not this, this is, is not that anymore. This, this is, is the answer to what the beast of the apocalypse does after the apocalypse. Yeah, we're something else now. Yeah, time to move on. And she says, "Look," and she points over, and Hellboy sees Liz. He's like, "It can't be." She has been waiting a long time, Hecate says. And so again, like, how long has this been? There's right. time. Time doesn't exist anymore. Everything's no. destroyed on Earth, and Liz is the only thing well, I have that a is feeling, still there. I assume she I, was underground. I just have a feeling that this is kind of that this is taking place outside of time. I don't mm. know why I feel like that. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm totally interpreting that. I'm just putting that right. in on the story. That's my own. I bet whatever. she was underground. I bet there's hundreds of issues you could tell about what she's been doing. Hmm. She's the only one that goes to the surface, kind of thing. Who maybe, knows, maybe right? So. Yeah. And Liz is saying her mantra. The fire is not my enemy. It's a part of me. It is mine. She's got the thing above her yeah. head there. And Hellboy's like, oh God, no, not her. It has to be her, Hecate says. It was, it was always, always going to be, be her. her. And Hellboy's like, I'm sorry. You have to tell her. You have to let her go, Hecate says. And this panel is a callback to that watercolor from King of Fear. Yes. Where Liz looks up and she sees Hellboy on the mountain and Hecate in yeah. that watercolor looming behind. And that's almost the exact same panel. That's where I, in my mind, I started to transition from this is going to be something else. Yeah. She's not like a villain villain. She's just like a force. Well, she says we are the agents of change. She's yeah. him. And it's the whole thing. Anyway. Yeah. That's where I, I really got it. I really started. It really started to click into place for me exactly what hecate is yeah instead of what i originally thought you know what i mean uh, before well, i finished i grabbed the king of fear and read that sequence oh, wow. oh nice okay, yeah i couldn't finish and i realized something you know it's like we always say you reread them yeah yeah. Totally there you go, yeah so when i went back and reread it i realized in king of fear hecate is talking to liz 
yes. in that moment. Yeah. Oh. I thought I thought she was talking to Hellboy about Sanchin. Right. She says he can't do it. He's not strong enough. You have to do it. Oh, yep. talking to Liz. Right. Yep. God, yes. that is wonderful. She's saying Hellboy's not strong enough. You, you Liz, have to do it. You yeah. have to do it. And the next thing, that, and then Hellboy says, "Liz, yep. do it." Yeah. And oh, some Lily. This panel of Liz right. here. This final panel of Liz is incredible. I stared at it yeah. for a while. I'm going to go back and read that King of Fear because I need to read everything again. After he says, do it, there's all the fire, right? I mean, we see the curvature of the earth yeah. on fire. He <laughs> took mean, the words right out of my mouth. And then we see the smoldering yeah, planet left. Well, the all black panel. Yeah. And Hellboy says, goodbye, kid. Yeah, that's tough, man. So that's it? It's all gone, Hellboy ass. The world you knew is gone, but even now mankind survives, Hecate says. They made it into the caves, Hellboy says. Not all, but enough. They will live on, but whatever future they have, it will be underground. We get a great panel of that hollow earth. Yeah. <laughs> we get the Frankenstein Underground song one That's time. A great, it's a great panel. I love this as we focus in, too. We see the people and we see like their huts or whatever we see the pterodactyls flying around Some dinosaurs and there's like dinosaurs there's like a shaman right yeah. or there's somebody with is that frankenstein that's what i think that's yeah. cuz it has the the, the neck shaman. bolts yeah he's, he's got the new real power that going is on. awesome that's great that is hella cool. Yeah. I love like that. Meditating. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love the dinosaurs. They just look like they're having a good old time. Yeah. They're like they're like the equivalent of maybe like pigeons or geese. <laughs> they're just hanging out. I feed them some some veggies. They would be like having they, a good old time. They dig Frankenstein, right? Yeah, so they're yeah. flying around they're him. Hanging out him. They're hanging out with That's him. That's really cool. They made it. That's enough, Hellboy says. Is there anything else you want? Hecate asks. No. No, I guess not. Yeah. I mean, what else could you ask for, right? Right. Humanity made it. Good. And dinosaurs. And uh, I like how on this panel where it says good, it's one of the snakes saying it. Yeah, the snake. Yeah, the that's great. The little snake is saying good. Now, now you're, you're ready. ready. Because he's... I love that, though, but let's pay attention to that. Anything else you want... No, I guess not. Good, then you're ready. Yeah. So so now you're ready. Right. You have absolutely, completely let go of any desires or connections. Right. Now you're ready. And he's died so many times, but he doesn't die. No. You know what I he mean? He still has so... these desires, yeah. still has these connections. Yeah. Now you're ready. It's not over. Right. He says, okay, then. Let's see what the Iron Maiden opens. Clang. Ragnarok. What did you guys think about that? Did you, th did you know that that's how it was going to happen? Was he was going to go into the Iron Maiden? Did you, get, did you guess that I at did all? not anticipate that or Definitely guess that, but not. as it was happening, I thought, hey, this is perfect. They, uh, exactly. And that's exactly <laughs> how I felt. Like, like I was like, oh, this makes sense, but I great. never would have guessed it in a million years. Yeah. What about you, Matt? No, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, this is just kind of like, like, okay, at the end of the previous issue when Ed Gray was like, it's not quite over. I, I remember being like, all right, I'm rolling my eyes. 
end it? <laughs> when does it end? How many times does it end? And then here I was like, come on, it's got to be over. And then when he did that, I was like, okay, this is this is the closure I'm looking for. Yes. Immediately as soon as it shuts, it's we get Ragnarok and then we get this freaking page, this page. Ah, oh, this page. This feels like it could definitely slot in right after like Conqueror Worm. Yeah, she's calling back to like all the times people she's basically just reiterating what everyone's always said without meaning, and now it's meaningful. Right. Exactly. Exactly. After I finished reading this last night, I just kind of just sat there and thought about it for a while. Yeah, this is an incredible page. So the 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 pacing and the timing of this is 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 so well done. We've got this incredibly dark. You know, it's it's kind of getting darker and darker here. Oh, the color palette. Yeah, yeah as so, you go through. You know, it immediately shuts. Immediately after it shuts, it's Ragnarok. This wave of color. Yes, this, I mean, the ultimate Halo. Anung Unrama, Destroyer of Worlds, Arush Unrama, Creator of Worlds. There it is. It's it's opening and closing. It's in and out. It's off and on. It's And everything in between that is existence. This is just another part of Infinity. It's beautiful. And well, I love it. Also, Hellboy willingly goes into the Iron Maiden and his blood spills upon the world. Yeah. But we've already that his blood produces the lilies. Right. It's rem- reminiscent of pandemonium, but it's not pandemonium. It's yeah, I think start. I think what everyone's always gotten incorrect about Hellboy's role is they think that he's the destroyer of worlds. He's the creator of worlds. Well, it's, it's both. The hand yes, the destroyer. It's right? both so, of those things. Yes, the um, Iron Maiden to me has become this peak on the opposing page. Oh. And that okay. halo is like maybe like a new sun or something like that, but I think the halo is a connector. And that this blood is, you know, just like you were saying, is is what is now going to float out and create life. Because we already knew that the lilies came out of Hellboy's blood, right? Yeah. And the thing that you get from the King of Fear moment, if you go back and read that, is there are a lot of lilies in that. Yeah. Well, there's only lilies here after the color shift. So both of them have been referred insects. to as instruments of destruction. I mean, this she's literally depicted as an Iron Maiden. So um, instead of being just simply instruments of destruction, they're both now instruments of creation as well, well simultaneously uh, at the exact same moment. And, and that is incredible to me. And that speaks so much to the truth of the universe and the truth of infinity and the truth of, of, of life, death, creation, and destruction, it is, it is cyclical. And it's, it's amazing if you can... And, and, and it, he, it only happens after, as soon as he relinquishes all attachments and all desire. It's incredible to see this ending be so perfect and be so perfectly rendered. I really hope readers like Andrew Jerome go back and reread this. And not, not to try to see it in a different light, but I think it's inevitable. Yeah. I think when you, when, like I was saying, like, in order to do a review, it's like, what do you want me to do it right away? I'm processing, you know, and that takes a long time. And I think, especially when you read it and discuss it with your friends, you get all kinds of new stuff. But I don't see any other way that this could have ended. It's what Aubrey was saying, like, it had to go this way. And I really do think they figured that 
it out a long time ago. Like, well, it's got to go this way. We don't have options. They yeah. are getting to the core yeah. of existence. They're getting to the core of the nature of the universe. How else is this going to go? This is yeah, everything. Like it is what it is. Building. I mean, it's... You do world building. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like he was, like, oh, Manola's yeah. idea was to have this, but he was going to have to tell 25, 30 yeah, years there you go. comics yeah. first. Yep. The fact that we all know the way this is going to go and yet are still amazed well, and surprised yeah. and in awe, that is such I good mean, storytelling. I mean, that's, and that's the whole point, is that, like, that's how it's been done throughout human history, is like, yeah, we know how it's going to go, but, but we're still... But, amazed and we still love the telling of it like when we got the macoma story that was an in telling story but it was also yeah you're absolutely right all that's left um, ultimately though is the artist's voice and i think that it's 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 you know this is coming through so strong with all the team members and people that have come and gone and been telling the stories it's still the clarity is still there and it's it's so strong and i think that that's really um you know what else can you say that's and for a new world a new race of man and we see the shore here we see abe that's his corpse there all the eggs have come out and we see like they're hatching we have this little frog here which i thought was interesting you know plague of frogs uh, the frogs falling from the ceiling, you know, uh, that was when, right before Professor Broom died, Hellboy was like, frogs! And it was a very menacing, ominous thing. But here the frogs are like, this is like a good thing, right? You know, as the frogs are coming out, and we see these, like, Abe people, you know, these little, yeah. kind of like, like frog people. I like these guys. I the- love this serene little waves are crashing on the beach. These guys are just kind of coming up yeah, on the like beach, beach here. Planet. They're like... Here we come. Here we oh, are. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, it is. It's very, it's very. It seems very calm and serene how they're all kind of coming up out of the ocean there. That's neat. And on this last page, we see this crystal, this kind of amber, yes. and there's a person inside, and it seems like it's Liz. It's definitely Liz for sure. The little frog guy. Well, he, definitely. He reaches out with his hand. Yeah. And he puts his hand on it. Aww. And so the I sent this to Aubrey and I sent it to you and Matt too. I love this. As soon as I finished reading this, that's what I did. I got the panel with a numb Absolutely. reaching for the fire and I got this panel. Oh, with from the, the island. Yes. And I put them right next to each other and they're like mirror images yeah, of each other. Yeah, I have that sitting out here. Yeah. That's great. I think I sent you the little screen grab of it too, Matt. And um, Oh, okay. I'm I'm on the phone. I haven't looked. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it says the end, right? So what did you I mean, what did you It's perfect. Yeah. A so new it's world, ironic, right? Yeah, this is in many ways uh all new beginning, but it says the end because it's the end of the series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's- I think that's kind of funny. It's like, you know how we always say, every time they solve a mystery, they start like 12 it's new the mysteries, end and the right? Beginning. Right, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's like the end. Okay, well, that's just the BPRD. But he's like reaching up, and, you know, obviously Liz is the embodiment of the Vril, both a destructive and creative force, and he's reaching up the way that the guy... But like earlier, the before one was, oh, I don't know about this, that something bad happened there. This, what if something good? Exactly. So, so they were stealing the fire out of the sky because they were impatient. But this is like 
a discovery. Yeah, and this or seems like being drawn to it somehow. And this seems like so much transpired for this to happen that impatience doesn't really seem like that's no part yeah. of it here. This seems like it was all going to happen and this is cool. I also had to well, point Aubrey and Danielle back to Frankenstein underground. Yeah. So remember that they talked about King Thoth. He chose seven women. He blessed them with the secret fire. And they were in these kind of amber yeah, they cocoons. Like that. And he sent them out to be hearts of the new living cities. And in Frank in the story of Frankenstein Underground, at the end, Frankenstein finds the crystal and he puts his hand on it mm-hmm. and it shatters and it creates this new world. You know, so that actually did remind me of that. And then when you showed me that, I was like, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And again, thanks to the great Mark Tweedell for putting that reading order yes, together. Definitely. But um, so it's kind of like that is what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? She's going to, it's going to crack open and she's going to be the seed for the new world or she's going to bless the new world with the secret fire. I don't know. I mean, something's going to happen. We don't, we don't know. We That's don't the know. thing is that like it, it's all different. It could be, it's not all going to happen the same way. Right. It's all a different thing so, now. There's another cool kind of reference, but if you go back to Hollow Earth, Abe was like, was he? he was like in his room reading books or something, right? Oh, yeah. And Liz had been, had disappeared and she appears to him. Yes. As like a blaze of fire, right, all naked. Right. And he's looking up at her. It's the, it's such a parallel. Yeah. Here. Wow. So it just makes you think, like, how long did they have that? In the that was in the time. first BPRD story, yeah. Matt. That is first so one great. ever. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling back to that. And um, just like Aubrey mentioned earlier, you know, if you go back to Conquer Worm and you read that scene with Rasputin's ghost, they talk about exactly this. You see the whole world get charred. You see a little egg with a little frog monster coming out of it or something. You see Abe for, and then the, the creatures popping out of him to form babies. Yes. And the whole The whole time, I totally missed that. Yeah, I think we all I, did. I, I totally missed I it, too. Missed Missed the there's so much going on, and it was in Conqueror Worm, which was an early story. And that, yeah, is... see, you never know what they're what they're giving you to hold on to, or as something like I don't know, might be something down the road. We don't know, but, but then other things, it's like that feels definite. I don't know what I should believe. But like, like John, you're gonna post a screenshot comparison, right? See, that, that's where I kind of worry about the omnibus hasn't come out yet. I don't know if you guys have noticed, my Devil You Know posts have been kind of sparingly because I don't want to even reveal that Rasputin comes back, to be honest. I I have a lot of followers on Instagram and on social media, and like the Omnibus Wait. hasn't come out, come out yet. I think a lot of people haven't read it, so I'm going light on the spoilers for right now. So I, I did actually go back and look at the Mignolaverse spoilery discussion group when this issue came out, because I made a post about it, and I made a post about getting to this last page and how it made me feel, and um, what I thought the interpretation of this was. And there were some interesting comments. This is from over a year ago. Jerry Turnbull said, Imagine if it's Hecate in there and not Liz. She played everyone. (laughs) Right? Because Hecate uh, is the, you know, that she wanted to be kind of like the seed of the new world. You know, that's what what the whole Black Goddess stuff was about. She was, though. Like, she She was. She brought down... The Golden City, you know what I mean? So no, I thought but that... she she was she literally created the new world. Yeah. Like her and Hellboy did. Yeah, but what if that's not Liz in the in the crystal? Is right, what right, Jerry right. No, I get saying. it, yeah. but I mean, you know. Yeah. And um that, that would 
would be interesting. That would be like the ending uh, of a yeah, horror that movie. Cross. That's like that suddenly yeah, makes well, this I, very sinister. Well, I think the cross tells us that that's Liz, but I I do it like the way. It could be her in disguise, yeah. though. Oh my do god! You know, see, like that's the thing is like it's it's when you when you do the thing where you look at the same scene but different music is played. Yeah. Okay, it's kind of like that. It's like oh, we looked at this like oh, that's that's what a nice ending. But then if you play some sinister music, it's like oh, that yeah. could be Hecate. What is that? Like the implications right. are immediately. Someone else reversed. on yeah, someone else on the page. Richard Cully said the left hand of doom. He's reaching out with the left hand this time. Jerry Turnbull also said maybe Abe's essence is in that frogman. It wouldn't be the first time he's transformed shaman to creature to egg to land into Abe to dot dot dot. Right. So I like that too. A user named Jeff Pittard said this reminds me of 2001: A Space Odyssey with the monkey touching the monolith. <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. And it was actually Nick Stewart that said, go back and look at Frankenstein Underground because there's a mirror in there as well. So yeah, that was a, that was a, a post that I posted um, back when this issue first came out. I think it is the end. That's why I don't know how they, I mean, it's been a year. I don't know how they can continue with the story as they left it at the end of 15 and include Hellboy. Unless it's all like, people are like, oh, you should have known Hellboy. Right. Story. And that just sounds dumb. But this might be like it, it. Did you feel satisfied with where the characters ended up, or 100%. how? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. This was a very satisfying ending. The very last page no is like, ah, humanity is always reaching for the divine. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Like it's you know it's great. Tales old time. Love it. I think the characters themselves are rewarded with how it ended. Because yeah, I nice. think Abe was constantly on that journey. Of where does this go for me? What does this mean for me? Who am I? What am I? And it's like, well, you're everything that's going to happen next. Yeah. That's well, big. Okay. But Liz is right there in some, like, goddess. And they well, always wanted her to be a goddess. They've always been like, oh, we're archetypes, but are we? We're potential archetypes. And then Mignola was like, no, they are. They're archetypes. Here, here you go. And we were yeah. we the reader were ultimately the most rewarded yeah. by being like ah they are all archetypes cool love it, but they were always so flawed as right. people you know and it yeah. was like that was cool and normal and street level Until and now it's like becoming... they get to yeah yeah and it's not like you know like we say in any other comic book it was Superman Superman from the beginning yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this well, isn't even uh, my uh, final form. Let's talk about Abe for a second. Like, you know, I was not expecting breaking in half and dropping into the water, but that just felt so organic and natural and right. Like, uh, look at the the time thing is so weird because it's like, in theory, Hellboy going into the Iron Maiden is what triggered the new world. And Abe had started, like, birthing eggs or laying eggs or I don't even know how you say it. <laughs> like his well, eggs I mean, were coming out of Abe's chest, so yeah. I think that, like, how much time passed? Yeah, right. I mean, like, it's such who, a weird. Who knows? Talk about organic. Exactly. That is how Abe lives on. That's how humanity lives on. Right. I mean this this was a satisfying ending. Oh yeah, I'm so glad you guys thought that, and I'm so glad that we could share this experience together with Matt today. And I think we did the discussion a good job, just like our Hellboy and Hell episode. You know, I think that we really went through all of it, and I hope that we did it justice. I always worry about doing these stories justice because 
I think it's so incredible. And this is what I wanted. I wanted to get here with you guys that we could talk about this, I could have people to talk about this with. And now we're here, and it is so satisfying. And I can't wait to keep it going. We've still got some more stuff that we can discuss. We still have some more stories to get to. And I can't wait to hear everybody's feedback on the ending of BPRD. And now for the 129th time, Aubrey is going to say all the things. (laughs) Oh, my God, everybody. I cannot believe we just got to the end of this story. I was so excited to read it. I mean, and I know you guys have been, too. And I really want to hear your thoughts now that you can spoil it all on me. Uh, (laughs) You can send us a. Hey, you damn guys at hellboybookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. You can also find all of our resources on our Facebook About section, our Podbean website, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gartahan for the wonderful theme music. Yeah. And thank you to Brian Levy for that intro. Thank yes. you. That, that was amazing. Thank you to Mark Tutel for helping out with the reading order to, to you know guide us here to this journey. Thank you, John, for doing the editing. Thank you, Matt, for being on the show. And thank you, Danielle, for being awesome. <laughs> Also, remember, everybody, check out the Buff Raffle. It's only $5 to join, and you could possibly win a Mignola. You can find the podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Next week, we are reading Hellboy and the BPRD, Return of the Lambdant Worm, The Beast of Varga, The Secret God of the Roma, and Krumpishnacht. <laughs> yes. So, you guys know what to do. Pull out those back issues. Pull out those trades. Are these in trade yet? I'm not sure. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I know they're not in an Omni, but you know what to do. Uh, get it on the Hoopla app and join us next week on the Hellboy Book Club podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm Danielle. I'm Matt Trackbine. And I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, let me show you the end. Yeah, we did it. Awesome. Love you guys.